everyone. Welcome to the Felicity Optimist versus Cynic podcast with us, your hosts, Melissa and Fish. This is a Felicity rewatch podcast. We'll watch an episode each week and join you here to talk about it. And a reminder, there could be some things we bring up as we talk about this episode that come up in future episodes. Why? Why, you ask? Because it's not spoiler free. This podcast is not spoiler free. I am Melissa. And I am here with my creative co-host, Fish. Fish, how are you doing today? I am good today. Got a little less sleep than I wanted, which tends to mean we'll we'll do good things. Yeah, folks, that means awesome podcast. Um, Great. Well, (laughs) what are we talking about today? We're talking about season three, episode 16. It's Raining Men. This originally aired May 16th, 2001. It was directed by Lawrence Trilling. Written by, yeah, I know, right? Written by John Eisendrath, Julie Blumberg, and Joy Gregory. Here's the episode description. Chest pains force Javier to spend a few days in the hospital, and he leaves Felicity in charge of the coffee shop during finals. Sean and Megan see a counselor, Terry Garr, to discuss their relationship. Meanwhile, Elena tries to mend fences with DeForest. Okay. Um, you know, Fish, <laughs> how do you feel about this episode where they introduced the biggest valve in the world? J.J. <laughs> Abrams really loves his, like, big wheels and his big valves and his big... And I just remember this episode as, like, do valves like that really exist they in do. coffee shops, they do? Is that a thing? Yeah. Like your water shutoff valve. I mean, I in a regular home, right? It just, it's like the handle with the red, I don't know, um, cover on it and you turn it off. But yeah, I mean, for a whole sprinkler system, I mean, sometimes it's just a big wheel. Sometimes it's a valve like that, that the fire department has to turn off. Um, but yeah. Wow. Well, I feel like this was really J.J. Abrams starting to get into his wheelhouse because, yeah, you like that? Oh! (laughs) Um, First thing I think of when I see this valve is just the giant lost wheel. Um, For those Uh, who haven't seen Lost. There's a wheel in it. There's a wheel in it. It's fine. (laughs) I don't know how much of a spoiler that There's a wheel. I mean, okay. There are trees. Uh, Yeah, it's fine. (laughs) Um, hey, you, what are you spoiling them? It's a different show. Ah, um, yeah, well, so, um, <laughs> valves, huh? Valves, uh, that's... Controversy. I know. Now, am I burying a lead? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> what lead but am I, I burying, you think, what, Fish? What strikes you, strikes you. Yeah. So, uh, I do want to start off by saying just in case there are any expectations. There will not be a you're the worst at the end of this one. And it's because, I mean, this episode kind of, I mean, it surprised me, it crept up on me. Um, You know, there were some very shitty things that people did and said, but I felt like, at least if there was a theme for this for me, it would be kind of redemption, redeeming moments. I feel like all of the characters 
redeem themselves by the end of the episode. And they did it by becoming vulnerable and honest. And I, I don't think that that they deserve to be put in a you're the worst category. Wow. Okay. Crossing out you're the worst on our segment plan. Right. Folks, if that's your favorite segment, we don't have anything for you this time and you're going to have to deal with it. Maybe we're the Apologies. worst. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Fine. yeah, I could be the worst for not having a you're the worst. Or segment. maybe I'm the worst for, I don't know. Well, we'll figure it out, but it's, it's okay. <laughs> All right. This Look, time... My default would have been Molly, but even she has her redeeming moment. I've got to say, okay, I hear your point about redeeming moments, but there's a lot of non-redeeming moments. <laughs> so, yeah, but you have to have a moment like that in order to have a redeeming moment, right? True. Which is what I think they were doing with a lot of these people. And okay. so, yeah, as I said, it it, it crept up on me. It, I, this was a very interesting episode, I think, for me. I don't know. I wonder if maybe I would still give Felicity a year of the worst here. Mm. <laughs> That's just a theory I'm positing. Let's see what, let's see where it lands. That is an unpopular thing that I said that I just said so easily. It just came out like that was, <laughs> that was perfectly fine. I understand that as much feedback as we've been getting about these last few episodes, nobody seems to want to talk about Felicity except one person <laughs> who recently commented. Um, oh, uh, interesting. but like literally it's like, oh, Ben is doing, no, Avery shouldn't be. And then it's like, but have you been watching what Felicity is doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little shady, a little maybe bit. a little more than a little shady. I don't know. Yeah. Toying with emotions, one might say, I don't know. Um, it all comes down to how much you think she knows and when, which I think, um, I think watching this episode rooted me and she didn't really know what was going on before this, but that makes no excuse for where she <laughs> is this episode for me, where yeah, she's living in a dream world. She is living in an absolute dream world and it hurts everybody. Yeah. Uh, but I do think she gets her moment as well, but I wouldn't say that it changed anything for me. So I think yeah. we do have to go in order. Okay, fine. And Noel did just kiss her at the end of the last episode. And so apparently yeah. she does what she does. And at the start of this episode, she is fleeing. She has fled. And they are out on the street and she is running away from Noel. I guess this is sort of like the... Um... This sort of brought up the image for me of the last episode we saw Greg in. I know that the scene was different, but after, you know how we, like we close an episode with Greg punching Ben in mm -hmm. Epstein bar. And then the next episode opens with Felicity running to catch up after him. And Greg's like, this isn't it. <laughs> Sorry, this is not it. Um, this felt in a way like it referenced that for me, but mirror imaged it where... Mm -hmm. It wasn't a fight, it was a kiss. And then it's Felicity running away and it's Noel catching up and not like, I don't know, for some reason it brought that image up for me, but maybe just. I could see that. Yeah. yeah. And they're outside on the street and they're having a conversation. Um, and yeah, Noel, Noel is just running after Felicity apologizing. Yeah. And 
you know, she, I think she starts off pretty well here. You know, she's like, look, I'm with Ben. You know, I have nothing to reveal. Like, really, do you have something you want to tell me? Which is just the stupidest question, though, because it's like, yes, yes, he has something to tell you. And yet it just happened. (laughs) Well, but she calls that out because Noel is like, no, I don't like, I don't know why I did that. That was like stupid and, you know, didn't mean anything. I mean, he sort of implies like it wasn't a thing. And can we just go back to like whatever was before? And she's like, no, you just kissed me. Well, this is the weird thing about this conversation where they sort of flip position because it actually starts with Felicity saying, let's just forget about it. Let's forget it happened. And Noel's like, no, let's not forget it happened because if we don't talk about it, you're going to be angry. You're going to have resentment about it. And then she does talk about it and he's like, he clams up. So it's, it is this really weird dance that they're doing here. Um, Yeah. I mean, she starts to get mad. (laughs) when they're trying to talk about it and it it goes south pretty quickly where you know noel while he did clam up and he doesn't actually come out and say i've been in love with you forever uh which is what he's thinking inside Mm -hmm. um he starts to get mad about the situation and she's like you know i just want it to be normal and he's like like what is normal like what is like what are you talking about she's like you know friends and he's like that's not what has been going on yeah like like, i haven't been friends with you for a really long time like this, Um, this is not friends and you know i think i mean i still think she has in her heart known this uh for quite a while and I don't know. So I don't like how she says, oh, so this whole year has been a lie. You know, it's like, first of all, like you've been with someone else. He could have done this earlier. Is that what you wanted? Um, And you've been kind of playing around with this anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's, you know, Noel's going to kind of grow a backbone uh, during parts of this episode and just basically say, yeah, maybe, you know, this, yeah, this is not a friendship. And if that's what you thought it was, and you want to call that a lie, yeah, maybe. Well, he, he doesn't, he doesn't respond to her question here. But I think they've already set that up because because he's, you know, for her, for her to say, I want to be normal. He's like, this is normal. This is the normal. This is right. what normal looks like. And, you know, for her to say, is it a lie? I think it's it's rhetorical enough at that point because it's already been established that she did not understand what was happening. But well, he I guess responds. he does say, yeah, well, maybe. Yeah, well, I think. I guess you can make it, I think you can make a case either way with how much Felicity has understood about this situation before, before this episode. Like, 
I think in the world where you think like basically in, in my world and your world that we've been arguing, you know, in the last however many episodes, if you're if you're thinking that Felicity doesn't get it, I think this conversation seems to support that. And then. Well, this conversation seems to support that if you're thinking that she kind of has known what's been going on this whole time, although this conversation doesn't necessarily seem to support it, I do think that later in this episode, as she continues to be in La La Land about all this, like, but can't we just pretend it's normal still? Um, I, I think that would go to sort of back up the claim that she now has like incontrovertible proof that this is some more than friendship for Noel. And yet I think she's making maybe she's in denial about it in this episode where she just keeps trying to pretend like the dynamic is what it's been. Um, so I, I, I think, I don't know if this changed your view on it, Fish, but I, I think I can make a, I can look at this episode and I can make a case for either situation. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I think this conversation supports her knowing it the whole time just as much as anything else i mean she starts out by just like he's just kissed her and she's like let's just ignore it like that's not felicity right so she always wants to talk so then when they actually start to talk and she's like just say it already um and he won't say it and she gets frustrated and he gets frustrated. And I think she's scared because if he is going to say it, then like, what is she going to do? I mean, she, she's very clear with, I'm with Ben, we're friends. Like that's what I'm saying to you. Mm -hmm. But I, I think she knows that he has felt this way. I think it's, you know, kind of scary to her that he would come out and do something. Um, I don't think she was expecting that. I don't think she was expecting the kiss. I think she was maybe just hoping it would continue along in the way it has been where she could have them both and, you know, have him as like emotional support and someone who, you know, is really into her and yet be dating Ben. Um, you know, I, I, I just, yeah, this first conversation is, is not good for Felicity. It's, it's, I think what many of the characters go through, which is they do something shitty and then they have to be redeemed for it, or they, they end up in a, a place of redemption. And so I think this this whole year has been a lie and the wounded look on her face is just kind of a shitty move on her part. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe she's really feeling it. I mean, I do think in a way she did feel kind of, I don't want to say violated, but like, um, like, kind of hurt by the fact that he would actually kiss her like she thought there was a line there where like 
he was just going to be the guy who like loved her from afar and that was going to be his thing. Uh, and that's not the role he wants to play mm. clearly. Okay. Um, so enough. yeah. All right. Well, we're going to head over. So Felicity keeps walking. She keeps oh, yeah. walking from this scene to the next scene. And we're going to turn up at Dean and DeLuca where Ben is working. Mm-hmm. Felicity wants to initiate a conversation here because she's seeing that there might have been some truth to some of the concerns Ben was raising. Um, and she, and she uses she your favorite. An apology. Yeah, she uses your favorite phrase. Talk for a second. Can I talk to you for yeah. a second? Yeah, she uh we get one of those, but this is maybe the one situation where it's not bad news. Except it's bad news and yeah. she's just not sharing the bad news. <laughs> is the same the way Ben didn't with Avery. Yeah. So Felicity is culpable now, right? She feels guilty. Or I don't know if she's culpable, but she feels guilty. Um, she's seeing the point. Uh and she initiates an apology to Ben, where she's like, um, can we just, just start over? You know, sometimes things happen. It's fine. <laughs> right. Like, this is uh, where I okay. think she was scared. And so yeah. she kind of fled from Noel to Ben and basically was like, okay, like, let me re-cement this. Doesn't matter what Noel or Avery want. Like mm-hmm. it, it's about us. Like let's let's just make up, and you know, I'm not going to tell you about what just happened. It's kind of the reverse, I guess. Her behavior here to me is kind of the reverse of when at the end of season one, Ben kisses her. You know, when he moves the chair back real quick, and then he like goes and kisses her, and she has the flight reflex, and she leaves the room, and the first thing she does is go to Noel's room and be like, "Let's go to Berlin." Um. Yeah, I guess in that situation, there was more of a conflict for her in like inner turmoil, but I think of her own doing. But I think in this situation, it read the same to me as like, Noel just kissed her. And now she's going to like lock in place a makeup <laughs> with right. her boyfriend, you know. And I, guess, I think yeah. there's there's inner tur- turmoil there. I, you know, I still feel like it's not it's not to the same extent um or or it's not exactly the same inner turmoil it's i would say a more selfish inner turmoil she doesn't want to lose noel well i mean in that in the season one situation she wasn't actually with either one of those boys um she was they both wanted her to go on a trip but neither were actually her boyfriend in that moment i don't think so it was a little bit more of like a who do i want sort of situation whereas in this uh that choice is is made you know she's she's in a relationship with ben and you know what i mean what was all this stuff with avery and the she went out there to you know go see him and Avery had kissed him and they were in kind of this weird place, you know? So I, I think the two mirror each other more than I, yeah. And I think that the reality of that is why Felicity has to rush to do this, this kiss and makeup thing with Ben, because it's like, 
There's nothing that I just accused you of that I was really hurt by that I haven't just done myself. I mean, yeah, Ben went to Southampton, but while doing that, you know, Noel was making her a romantic dinner for two. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The apartment. So I guess like, you know, the physical location change of it all, it boiled down to the same thing. And if anything, Noel was spending more time with her than Ben was spending with Avery because he was spending so much of that time alone. And Noel was like, kept making beelines (laughs) to come to Felicity's rescue. So anytime Felicity wasn't running off to have a conversation with Ben, she was with Noel. Mm-hmm. And, and now it's like, well, you really can't hold a grudge about the, the one kiss that Ben had because, oops, <laughs> well, I guess that just happened for me. So, all right, let's just let bygones <laughs> bygones. <laughs> We're fine. Yeah. It's okay. Um, this is such like a brushing under the rug sort of situation here from her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's, and it's very similar to the one that Ben did. You know, it's just, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know. And I guess they're both happy to, to just, I mean, Ben's happy to, to make up. They seem like they're, you know, they're yeah, happy ready to, to move forward. Um, without knowing what happened. Yeah. 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 Um, and then they're going to be interrupted. interrupted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Javier's having chest pains mm-hmm. and he thinks he's having a heart attack. And I put a question mark next to that. I was like, hmm, hmm, this is probably a panic attack. Um, but he needs, he feels like he needs to be rushed to the hospital. Yeah. Felicity is going to ask Ben to call a cab and they're going to get him to the hospital. So next thing we see is Javier actually at the hospital on his own. He's bargaining with God. Yes. And I just thought I'd list for all of us the offers he makes. (laughs) If he makes it through, if God will allow him to make it through. In exchange for his life. Yeah. Um, Number one, Javier's going to work out every day. Weights and cardio. Mm Mm-hmm. Number two, he's no more bad mouthing of Consuela. Nope. That's not going to happen anymore. Mm-mm. Number three, he's going to tell Samuel about the Milky Ways in the closet. Yes. And number four, he's going to go to confession. Even though the priest has pretty bad BO. Yeah. Um, this is really quite the laundry list of... <laughs> varying levels of important things uh i just love that they i for me what makes this list is i'm going to tell samuel about the milky way yes is you know (laughs) it's on his mind right that's it uh that's what he's thinking about glad samuel got worked in there somehow it's been a minute since we've seen him Mm -hmm. so the wedding (laughs) yeah felicity is going to come in uh, she did reach Samuel, who we will never see in this episode. Uh, where's nope. Samuel, guys? Who's to say? He is abroad. He's on a plane back. Guess so. Um, the only way to explain not paying. <laughs> like, all right. Felicity's at his bedside. That's the rule. Um, Javier has some instructions. Uh, first of all. He wants, he's thinking about 
he's thinking about the aftermath of all of this. He wants Felicity to have his cashmere sweaters. Yes. Fish, what do you think? How do you feel about that? They are not going to fit her. But also, definitely an improvement over season one sweaters. Um, But, you know, Felicity has upped her sweater game. I feel like perhaps that this collection will not be her go-to. Okay. I see what you're saying. Um, So the doctor is going to come in and as, you know, Javier is starting to relay his wishes he's interrupted by the doctor who says, all right, you know, like, I don't think this was a heart attack, but you do, it might be nothing. It seems like you maybe have an arrhythmia. We just want to admit you for observation. We just want to see what's going on here. And of course, Javier starts to panic. Plus he's like, it could be nothing. Yeah. He, he's definitely having, what I think is an overreaction. I think we're maybe most of us are on board with this. You have now heard it's not a heart attack. Mm-hmm. You have a slight arrhythmia. Um, it's probably probably okay. Yeah. But I do love what he asks for because, I mean, a lilac gown, yes, mm-hmm. absolutely, 100%. Um, that is really what, what you want in a hospital. You want something to make you feel pretty and slim and comfortable. So I am all about that. What I am not about is I I think he hands, he starts showing her the keys to like his apartment and all these other places. Um, Dina DeLuca, I assume. He's got a rabbit's foot on his keychain, And I just, he doesn't strike me as the rabbit's foot type. Maybe if it's a fake rabbit's foot, but I I just don't I don't feel like he would be okay with a bunny foot on his keychain. Okay. I hear you. These are the, this is the investigative reporting that we appreciate, you know, the little details. We love this. Yeah. Um Yeah. So he's gonna ask Felicity to get some of this stuff from home. Also though, yeah. could you manage Dean and DeLuca while I'm away? Yeah, so, like, he's now back as the boss of Dina. Like, this is the first time that we have found out he is back managing Dina DeLuca. What? Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, so you're back. All right. Uh, I feel like we should have ascertained that way before this. I think so, too. Abby's because, been like, gone since the end of season two, or since the end of se- right. season one. But he he went to school, and like he was not at Dean and DeLuca the whole time he was at school. Mm-hmm. He was never there. So I assumed it, we talked about it being taken over by like other management. There was no other manager that showed up, but like he was never at Dean and DeLuca. So um, I never I never thought that he wasn't managing the store. I just thought that he must have like worked thing like I don't know, worked out other arrangements with the head company or something. I uh, like we we're never introduced to a new manager. You know, at this point, so I don't feel like I ever thought that he was demoted. I guess I would have thought that maybe somebody 
he worked out the staffing in a way that he always had coverage or he had assistant management or whatever. I just thought he had quit. Like, I didn't think he was associated with them when he was studying and going to college. I just thought, you know, and then I was like, now they rehired him. Okay. I mean, he's been, he was making his flower arrangement talking about, um, you know, James and his gun and the pistols and the flowers, you know, like he's been at Dean and DeLuca. He did do the flower arrangement. That is true. That's why that scene was so very important. <laughs> um, he had to he be did, arranging the flowers to establish a bunch of his place. Studying for his uh, citizenship test at Dean and DeLuca. Yes, but not as an employee. Well, he was there, and I would assume it was because he was already there, and they were just like on breaks or whatever. Um. I don't know, but, but apparently yeah. this surprised me. But I mean, I feel like this it shouldn't is have. the coldest take <laughs> so far, but it's okay. You know, like, just, yeah, they haven't made it like a point to have him doing managerial things, but I guess they haven't introduced any other manager characters and they have had yeah. him at the location. So fair think. enough. Um, but I appreciate just, that look, it rocked your a world. Surprise, yeah, just a surprise for me then. Um, and I guess that does go to show you, like, I don't know. I think it's an interesting point, like, for you on what is essentially a first watch other than the Elena DeForest stuff. I know. Um, you know, where where do you get lost in the plot? Where is, where, you know, what what reads really clearly to you? And I think it's it's relevant to note that maybe the bigger question is like, what are they doing with Javier? Um, you know, maybe there's an uncertainty around how they're mapping out his character. And I think that would be completely fair because I don't know, something I'm really learning about this show is they do pretty well with an A plot, but <laughs> like a B plot and a C plot, they're often very weak in how they try to string those things together or the stories that they're telling. Um, and I think Javier's kind of succumbing to that here. Yeah, I mean, they definitely use, I think, the BNC plots and just random characters as a break mm-hmm. from the main thing they're trying to tell. Yeah. Um, but I do think in in this episode in particular, they they strung together a theme through all of the plots which okay. i appreciated um and what was the thing that you saw it was this idea of honesty and being vulnerable and that kind of like redeeming people from doing shitty things okay. um so but another thing that just keeps cropping up felicity she never learns no. she just it's we're three seasons and 16 episodes in and what is she doing She's studying for finals. She's going to manage Dean and DeLuca. She is going to get all of the stuff and be Javier's support system at the hospital. Like her saying no is not a thing. No. That's not a thing. No, it's not. I don't know. Uh, this feels like a harder situation to say no in than some of the ones she's encountered in the past. But yeah, still not saying no. Yeah. Her, her academic career, I don't know how she makes it through. Because every time there's finals, 
there is some catastrophe where she is taken away from her studying. I don't know. I mean, I think like when we were in college, you know, every semester I had a full academic course load, a full gymnastic schedule and a work study job. So like, I, I think this is doable. I mean, I like, Clearly I wouldn't, if you asked me now, if you showed me my schedule from high school or college <laughs> and you were like, do this now, I'd be like, I'd slap you in the face and say <laughs> H to the E to the LL. Like, I, I don't even know. <laughs> I, I, I can't do that. Like I, I would die on contact with the schedule. Um, yeah. I'm not but sure how I did that, normal. especially in high school. <laughs> I, yeah. I feel like youth right yeah i don't know how did did we do it (laughs) very Uh, unclear very unclear did not sleep a lot no i'm sure i didn't sleep a lot i remember like always doing stuff like in high school i remember doing homework walking between classes yeah like if i could get this one problem done yeah like (laughs) I remember doing that. I remember in college, I would always try to have at least one class on my next semester schedule where there was a lot of reading to do and I would get the books in advance and I would read them. Oh, Um, yeah, I had to take really careful notes with that because I'd forget the books. So I had to like, it took me more time to, to take notes as I went, but like, it was always about how can I just like even it out as much as possible. Yeah. I um, always took at least one easy course. Yeah. That's just what I did. Yeah. You come up with your strategies, but nonetheless, like it every day is totally chock full. And yeah. furthermore, <laughs> as an introvert, I don't know how I survived. Because now if I, if I look at my, my calendar for the week, like having my own business, if I look at my calendar for the week and I'm like, oh my God, I have 10 meetings this week, I'm stressed, (laughs) but that amounts to like 10 hours with people, Mm -hmm. you know, as opposed to like the 24 we were used to or more, I mean, like between classes and stuff with the team (laughs) and like stuff every day there was a lot to do and i i guess my tolerance has shifted a bit in terms of like i don't know yeah how on i can be all the time here's the thing i think were we to go back to those schedules do i think we do as well no but i think we could do it i think you get used to things and you know that's just I mean, it becomes your normal. Sure, you get used to things, you survive it, but then when you get older, you set boundaries, and you're like, "Right, this you're like, isn't I don't want good to for me." That. Right, I'm saying a hard. I'm giving this a hard pass. Yeah, and uh, you know, so you want to this... give up the freedom to do that? I don't know. Yeah, no, absolutely not. Um, <laughs> but like, children don't have a choice. That's true. Or, so it's like, <laughs> you know, note this for your children. Um, yes, make them take a break every now and then because yeah it's necessary so basically we interrupt this coverage of a felicity podcast show yes. 
to talk about how old we are now. Um, And also to give you advice on your children from two people who have no children. Right. So you're welcome. That's, yep. (laughs) Yep, yep. Consider yourself warned. All right, let's get back to the show, Felicity. This has been a fun tangent that nobody wanted to hear. Um, Let's go to the loft, shall we? Let's Uh, go there. And let's watch Megan come in and put on a fantastic coat, this long sort of mid mid uh, thigh length, I think it's leather or black coat. And she has my favorite earrings in the playing cards, the queen of hearts. Okay. I love it. So, um, so Sean is the bar mitzvah is coming soon. Yes. And Sean's feeling it. He's struggling with his the speech he's supposed to write. He's feeling nervous. So that's the scene we enter. But Megan has a very different goal. Megan is trying to get out of going to couples therapy. Yeah. And she's doing it by trying to show how healthy and normal they are. Which doesn't go over well with Sean. The number of times Sean has to say, we're going to therapy (laughs) in this scene. Like, yeah. Uh, fun, fun game to play. You know, if this is on your bingo card, you're going to get this spot a whole lot. The we're going to therapy line from Sean is a refrain that comes up many a time. And then (sighs) Megan has some interesting ways around this. It's like, Sean says, you're going to therapy. Megan's like, we don't need therapy. We're fine. Look at it. We're going to therapy. I dated a guy who had his scrotum pierced. We're going to therapy. <laughs> yeah. It's just she's she's just trying to find any air hole to get into. Yes. <laughs> and this she keeps poking up her head like whack-a-mole. He's like, we're going to therapy. <laughs> um it's you know, eventually he will sort of hammer down on this by adding another a couple more words around the we're going to therapy where it's just like we have problems we break we we, we break up we make up we fight we, we we're fine it's it's too much we are going to therapy yeah remember when you said we we would go to therapy and you said yes to that she's like yeah we're going to therapy we're going to therapy <laughs> fish where are we going therapy yeah but next we're going to go to the library yes where Richard is steaming mad. Yeah. He is sitting with Molly, who has reverted to a completely different character again. I know. I know. Um, and it pisses me off, and I'm just going to talk about it, because it pisses me off. Who is Molly? Molly is like this really nice, sweet, supportive, like, you know, completely undamaged, wise character who is just gonna be all sugary and you know help everybody out and did not have any type of addiction problems never dated an abusive guy with a gun like that's never like who are you molly what is your purpose so when we first started seeing molly i was like equating the writing of molly to greg a little like I think they gave more Greg, Greg more like meat to his storyline that lasted longer. Yeah. But 
a lot of times when we were covering Greg, we'd be like, okay, so the writers of this episode want us to know this about Greg. Even if that contradicts the thing the the you know the writers of the last episode told us, and they kept introducing new information, and it kept sort of muddling for me who that character was at the core. And when we first saw Molly, I think I said that I feel the same about Molly. Um, do you at this point in the show? Do you see that, or like, is are you seeing Molly in a different way? I think Molly is a hundred times worse than Greg. Yeah. I mean, Greg, they had inconsistencies. Yeah. Molly is just, here was her character before, and she had no depth or purpose. Here was her character during her story. She was actually really great in that. Mm -hmm. And here is a different character after that story that, again, has no depth or purpose. Yeah. They needed to workshop this a little more, I think. Um, <laughs> I think they had tent poles of the season. I think one of the tent poles was around James shooting. Yeah. Well, uh, James shooting somebody at the party, you know. Right. Um, and I think Molly is how you get James. Great. Just she's unnecessary for the rest of the season. Yeah, I think they needed if she wasn't going to be in the other tent poles. You know, like, I think the question, writers, is how do you build towards the major story? And then, because the thing is, the story they gave us in that central, the the, the middle part, like, the, if this, if Molly is a three-act play, <laughs> like, <laughs> before James, during James and post-James, the during James stuff is so significant that there is actually quite a lot they could have done both before and after. That's one way to take care of it. Another way would be Elena has a sister and she's in town for a little while. She's got some problems. Maybe they bring Tara Tara back. <laughs> <laughs> you guys oh, remember her? Oh, God, um, yes. Yeah. Let's bring Tara. Yes, there you go. Solution done. Tara Tara comes back. Yeah, that's actually a really bad solution. I, I apologize she, for making it. She and Elena you know, are having a fight, but she realizes that the reason that she was so off the rails and cheating with Elena's boyfriend is because she was super high on meth or heroin or whatever. And so Elena brings her in and uh, there you go, story. And then she leaves. Yeah, I, I honestly think the easiest way that they could have solved this with Molly was before you meet James, what we know is that she's in denial she's being flaky she's not showing up to places she's um so show us a bit of that make it make her be weird like that yeah. um like make make it to a point where people in the apartment are like we're maybe noticing something's a little off mm -hmm. um they didn't do that. Instead, they had her in the apartment all the time. So then you meet James and you're like, but where, how, how was she finding time to spend time with James if she was always in the apartment? And so I think you solve that by nothing. just, yeah, have her like do make excuses or not like not make commitments or whatever. And then post James, there's a whole world of PTSD they could have explored here. There was a whole world. Of, now, I know they're going down that path with Ben. So I guess you have to find a way to make it different. But her initial reaction, af, like at the party, 
after the shooting was this is my fault. Mm-hmm. And that is not something they've explored with any other character. So where do you go from there? If her first reaction was this is my fault. Um, okay, she goes to rehab, but rehab gets you clean. It doesn't in the amount of time she spent at rehab. It doesn't heal all psychological wounds for the rest of your life. So like, what is she still working on? And is it related to that? I mean, I do think that's a lot for the show to cover. So, I mean, let me put this out as uh, a back in time suggestion that I'm sure will change everything. Um, Just don't have her come back. Mm. That's also a solution. She just doesn't come back. Yeah. Stay in England, Molly. Wow. Of course, that's the suggestion you're going to give Fish. You hate Molly so much. Um, who who saw look, that coming? Everybody's yeah, raising their hand, Fish. Every single person. I can't even see them. This isn't even real time. They're not going to, the listeners aren't going to raise their hand on this until like weeks from now. But when they do, I'll feel really validated. <laughs> All of a sudden, you'll be sitting, like, or laying in bed, and you're like, I feel validated. I feel oh. the energy of a lot of people around the world <laughs> raising their hands in unison right now. Um, <laughs> yeah. But you know who else is really mad? Richard. Richard. Yeah. Richard is mad about the TP. Noel has been seen on the tape. And Molly yeah. is just going to sit there and, like, I don't know, say things. And and he feels betrayed by Noel. He feels betrayed by his buddy. He love, he, yeah. He's like, people love kicking me around. Yeah. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, Richard asked Noel for help. He said, hey, buddy, let me yeah. know if you see anybody doing suspicious activity. And then Noel himself did it. <gasps> and Noel had agreed. Noel had agreed to it's help so out. so true. So unfortunately, Noel's going to walk right into the middle of the scene. Well, he, yep. he, not I guess not unfortunately, Richard had called this meeting. Noel arrives into this conversation and Richard says, you're busted, Crane. That's right. And what is he holding? For those of you who don't know, it is a VHS tape. Yeah. That's not a thing anymore, but okay. Um, what a my technology has changed. Um, yeah, yeah, videotape. Uh, and the thing that's really funny is that while we have gone past this stage of technology, my language hasn't. So, yeah. like, I still use terms like I don't know, I still use terms like videotape, for example. Um, I still and then use catch the myself term, and I'm like, uh, yeah, I use the term read when I don't really read much anymore, I just listen to audiobooks. I'm like, oh yeah, I read this book the other day. I didn't. I listened to it. Yeah. You know, you, now you might look at this and think there were certain issues with videotape. One of them being like, there was only so much on one cassette on one video. So like yeah. when, if all of your security footage was on videotape, the tapes would come to an end and then somebody would have to change them out to get new footage. So there's certain things about this now that you might be like, how how is it that they could only know it was Noel and not Felicity? How could they only have this and not this? It's like, well, you inherently have some more limitations 
with uh with the way they captured the footage so i don't know but also plot and also plot i mean so the idea is the administration saw this video this video right here the one he's holding only this video uh yes. we see you Noel, but who's your partner right and you know what you might not be able to graduate yeah um the thing is i you know it's not revealed in this episode i don't believe the administration has seen this tape why is it in richard's possession mm -hmm. if the administration mm -hmm. has seen this tape um i do think he's betrayed and we know that richard has a bit of a um you know and not so much a revenge streak as like a being a dick streak okay um and so he wants noel to fess up and kind of prove his loyalty and you know apologize and he wants to know his, who his partner was and noel's just not gonna not yes. gonna tell him so your feeling here is that richard never actually talks to the administration at all correct i think he just completely made the whole thing up including the punishment okay so richard's like hey you could be expelled for this noel's like please please talk to them convince the administration not to expel me i want to graduate and yeah. that is now all in richard's power because seriously if if this was an issue we know dean allison right he's yeah. dick and if noel were caught by the administration he would be in there being lectured by dean allison and being told that he would be made an example of no i have and... had enough of dean allison <laughs> right we don't like him no. um and also how do you go from you're not graduating to restock bathrooms with toilet paper i do feel like somebody needed to somebody with power needed to make that happen right like i don't know that richard as student council president has keys to everything everywhere i think he um, i mean we've established that he he knows al so you know okay. i think this is just a giant plot to punish noel from okay. the look i'm gonna buy that because i want al to be alive i have like a fingerprint on as many episodes as possible here <laughs> so i'm all in all right yep all right done listeners you might have a different feeling but i am all in <laughs> i'm not questioning it i'm running with it full speed okay yeah. um all right so now we're gonna get to forest he is organizing a karaoke night he's putting up flyers around the campus but also what is he doing ignoring elena that's exactly what i have in my note yeah <laughs> uh yeah and she's gonna say okay you know i feel stupid about the kiss i'm sorry so like her shitty thing was in the previous episode and here's her you know starting to make amends she's like you know basically you were right and let's just hang out and see what happens. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So Defarge is like, oh, funny, you should mention that. I have just the venue for this. Look <laughs> at the flyers I'm putting up. In fact, like, how is he not going to say that, you know, at this point? Because yeah. he's obviously holding flyers that say karaoke night. But um, also, he's 
I mean, there, there's a reason he's organizing it. This is his element. This is where he's going to feel most confident and like be able to show off himself. And so, you know, it makes complete sense that he'd you want to hang out there. Yeah, yeah, this is his turf. Exactly. So we're now going to go to the loft, the very tense. So much tension. Ben and Noel, hey? Uh, right. Ben and Noel. Noel's the like... The Felicity thing is out in the open. So yeah. it's just like tension everywhere. Yeah, Noel's like, you're eating my cereal. Ben's <laughs> like, well, but no, but also that's probably not what this conversation is about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I am noticing a pattern for the last uh, maybe just two episodes, but Ben is studying a lot. Mm. Every time we see Ben, it's like, what are you doing? Studying. No, you're eating my cereal. Fight, fight, fight. But he's studying quite a bit. Yeah. It's an interesting change for him. Glad you're seeing that. Um, Yeah, yeah, that's just what they have him doing. They don't make a big point of it. I mean, it gets repeated quite a lot. Yeah. At least in yeah. these ep- two episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, so then Felicity is going to arrive because that's exactly who needs to be added to this scene. But uh, somebody did. Yeah. Um, Noel leaves because he's yeah. not into it. <laughs> well, and she's going to start complaining about all the things she has agreed to do. Yeah. Uh, manage Dean DeLuca and it's so hard and no one will take a shift because you know it's finals and I got to pick up a nightgown nightgown uh, <laughs> for for Javier and Ben's just trying. Or was it a slip dress? We don't know. It could have been a jersey dress. A yeah. lilac jersey dress. I love uh-huh. it. Um, and Ben's just going to, you know, he's just trying. He's like this or that or what just tell me like what can i do and felicity does have a specific ask she's like well here's the thing not that this is my preference but i have to ask noel to work he knows the place he's worked there before i don't even know if you'll say yes sort of and it's like and also he's in love with you right and she's like, he's my only hope, though. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. And not only does she ask him, kind of if she can ask Noel to work, she puts the added little thing in there of, and if he does say yes, could you maybe, just maybe, like, be nice to him? Like, she want. She does want these two guys to be friends. There's yeah. it's so much tension. It's not going to happen. And Ben, you know, Ben does agree. So when she's like, please, 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 please with the cherry on top. And he's like, ah, ask him. I don't care. Yeah. Um, so he's letting he's letting that go. But the yeah, her added be nice to him. He's like, I'm always nice to him. Like, no, are you know. though? Yeah, or sometimes you are you know, like you bickering and baiting. Sixty-three percent a dick. <laughs> yeah, like there's a significant amount of baiting that seems to happen between these two, but that's okay. Yes. Um, now we're going to go to one of the most uncomfortable scenes because yeah. I'm just like shouting at the screen, "No, Felicity, no! Don't <laughs> do it, Felicity! Don't do it! Please, Felicity, no!" Um, that's what I'm saying. 
this whole scene. See, and I didn't know what was going to happen. So I was just like, well, those are probably going to roll over. Well, I don't even, it doesn't even matter what's going to happen here. She leaves the Ben scene planning to ask Noel for a favor. You don't get to do that right now. <laughs> well, okay. Like... Well, hold on. In all fairness, number one, he did kiss her, right? So there was that. And two, I think she approaches this from a genuine place where... I need you to do something for me place. No, the we're in a fight, but we will get through this. It's the whole thing that you were talking about, about like when there's a crisis, put everything in the box and put it on the shelf. Yeah. You can only do that if you dig down and you know, you hit love, right? The thing is though, this isn't a fight in her, from her perspective, everything right. that you just said is why she does this. Right. But the problem is they're not actually in a fight. This is a really deep-seated, like, fundamental problem in their whole oh. dynamic. I really Noel thought you were going to say Discord. Discord? Oh. Um, such a moment lost. Noel's problem is that he rolls over every yeah. freaking time and felicity and he just had to do that in the last conversation where he finally reveals the thing and now he's rolled over again and for her to come to him with a favor if he rolls over again what pattern like i don't know the pattern is set it's Th this is like him breaking the pattern but again, we will see later that he will undo his breaking and then he will break it again. It's a very back and forth. It's really hard to watch it with Noel. I, I yeah. like I um, and I just. Yeah, Felicity going into his room, I totally get that she is thinking like this and she's going to make the ask. And it is so selfish and it is so not understanding the fundamental problem here. The fundamental discord, if you will. Um, well, they have they have set up this pattern, and again, think you know, from my perspective, she has known, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> kind of this whole time what what his thoughts are and how he feels about her. So really, it, this isn't that much different from every other day, which was his problem. I think at the even beginning. in a world where you think that she knew the whole time, she could pretend she didn't because they never had had like the event, but now they've had the event right. and she doesn't get to pretend she doesn't know this anymore. And here I feel like she is, I feel like she's saying, put this on a shelf, but it's not his problem. It's not a crisis for him. His crisis is like the woman I love doesn't love me back and never, and is saying she never will. That is a yeah. really, what a damaging thing to do to then find a way to manipulate somebody into like doing something for you again. You know, it's just so, so hard. Yeah. I, I really don't think she was trying to manipulate him. I think she was used to a pattern and she was used to him sucking it up and, you know, she knew how he felt, but I don't think she understood how much she was hurting him. I still don't think she understands how much she's hurting him. And I think it's important to 
to look at her words here because she does say things like, you know, we're in a fight. We will get through this. And then she says, can we do it together? Which is exactly what she was saying to Ben. Mm-hmm. You know, can we get through this together? And Ben was like, no, I have to go off and do it on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, and now she's using the same language with Noel, mm-hmm. but in a, almost in a, like she just expects it to happen. And, you know, she expects him to say, yes, like we can do it together. We'll, we'll work through it. Um, and I would say the stakes are pretty low on this. She's like, can we do it together while working at Dean and DeLuca? Mm-hmm. It's not like, can we do it together while saving the world from a meteor? You know, it's it's pretty. But I guess it's because the stakes, stakes are so low that I feel it's especially insensitive. Like yeah, I, that I'm not going to. I mean, it's completely insensitive. It, But I do think she is going along with what has been the normal pattern. I mean, while I think the kiss surprised her, I don't think anything else about it did. So she's kind of like, la-di-da, like this is just, this is our relationship. And it kind of breaks my heart when she, she's like, please, if that helps. And he just sort of sits back. And I was very glad that he did here. Yes. He's I like, agree. I cannot be the loser guy friend anymore. Like well, he says your please doesn't help. Like yeah. whereas Ben's trying to kind of help out and stuff. It's like, no, like you're asking me for help here. And it's it's not gonna work on me. I can't drop everything for you. He says, you know, next time Ben does something stupid, I'm not going to be there for you. Yeah. He like lists the, all the things. I mean, he, he is hurt. He is, you know, obviously he's got his tension with Ben and he's like, look, I'm the good guy here. Right. You know, next time Ben goes off to Southampton, Next time he beats up a frat guy, next time he does something stupid, like he inevitably will, you're on your own. Yeah. And then, and he's just very closed and Felicity leaves and doesn't get what she's looking for here. Um, and I wish Noel would have held to this. Well, yeah, but then, you know, we'll see. He kind of does in the end. So he does in the end. I think it gets real messy. Um, but it's, uh, and you know whose fault it is? Molly. Okay. No, it is. That's not just me not liking her. It's literally Molly's fault. Okay. Okay. Uh, We'll get there, I guess. Um, let's go to karaoke first. Oh my God. This red leather hat, Richard in the red leather hat. I love it. Okay. I love it belting out jesse's girl or though as much as he can of it until deforest pulls the plug <laughs> shuts it down and let's remember that rob benedict is actually a very talented musician and in a band and mm-hmm. he was not doing a bad job i mean he was excited but he was not doing a bad job of singing this song yeah i think it was more excitement than singing is what i is the energy <laughs> i was feeling from it 
Elena and DeForest are looking on. Elena is sort of laughing in spite of herself. DeForest is just pitying Richard. <laughs> and then and the he's going to take the microphone from Richard. And the thing is, like, you kind of just figure Richard has done multiple songs now. Um, yeah. Because like he had I, another one coming up. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like he's just held the stage and not let it go for a little while. And so DeForest finally calls an end to it. Yep. And you hear play that funky music start. And he's going to get Elena to join him on stage. Obviously, DeForest is very comfortable singing. Yeah, he's Mighty Mike. Yeah. Um, he's up there on stage. He's singing. He's dancing. He's moving. He's grooving mm-hmm. to the music. Mm-hmm. Played by that funky boy boy. Well. Yep, that's fair. Uh, okay. So, and then Elena not feeling the same energy about it. She she does come on stage very reluctantly. Mm-hmm. She's very shy about it. She's doing that like, I'm kind of not singing, but I'm sort of singing. Um, but she starts to sort of gain strength mm-hmm. over the course of this scene. And by the end, she's having some fun. Having some fun. I wouldn't say she's belting it out yet, but she's, you can see that she's getting more into her element now. Um, But we're going to notice a real difference when they cut to Elena and DeForest coming off the elevator, going towards the lady's apartment. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're both now singing, play that funky music, but like equal strength. So I don't know. Elena must have gotten comfortable by the end of it. Well, also, there's no crowd. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. But, yeah. They're reveling so, in the night. They are. She's like, I've never done that before. Um, seems like maybe there was a little adrenaline rush with it. And she had fun. And she yeah. wants she wants to keep listening to music. So she's going to invite DeForest in. And then DeForest gets all in his head. And he's like, ah, but see... If I come in, then it's going to eventually be proving time again, where you try to prove to yourself that you're open-minded about the fat guy. Didn't we already try that? That experiment didn't work. Don't even invite me in. And um, Elena's just like watching the whole thought process unfold. And she's like, um, okay. Yeah. And this is a bit of where he's being kind of shitty i think he's being protective um i think he is being extremely protective of himself and it comes off it's then going to read as incredibly judgmental about elena um but i i do think that the base root of this is he's been hurt like this so many times yeah that he's like i'm not even gonna allow this situation to happen which is, you know what, if that's his decision, that's his decision. Mm-hmm. Um, but to blame it on her, you know, there we all are come with baggage. ways to deliver what he said. Absolutely. Like there, you could share that vulnerability. You could. That would be an option. Um, but if he were open to that, then he probably would have come in right Mm -hmm. um but he could have just shut it down and said like you know 
hey, um, not tonight. Yeah. You know, he needs to. he needs to to do some work on himself and his own self-esteem. Yeah. And that's fine. Um, but I think the shitty thing is blaming it on her. Yeah. Right. And I think that's going to then poke the bear. Um, you know, me, and maybe it's good that he did that with somebody like Elena, who's then going to dish it back, uh, in a way that's very, very clear to him that he has the work to do that he has to do. Um, yeah. I don't know. She is not going to hold back. That is not mm -hmm. Elena's thing. <laughs> yeah. She's really not like, if you're going to do this with somebody, Elena's the one who's going to tell you what's up. So I, yeah, you know, who's, who's to say, but I think, you know, that's, that's the thing about DeForest. He's such a nice guy, but this always feels like it's, it's there. It's very accessible to him. This, this moment you know like this i'm i'm stopping you before i get hurt yes sort of feeling no nope. um it it makes it really sort of it's sad it's yeah it's sad it's upsetting he's so nice and then there's so much pain you know like and so much there's so much i'm preventing pain yeah. about him that it's just like ah and as i said i said i think last time i think there's shame around it because i think our society did not have a lot around body positivity then and it's it's just seen as you know something that's wrong with him and he has internalized that yeah. you know yeah well, um, let's head to therapy, shall we? Uh, we're going to get Terry Gar as Dr. Zwick, um, which was a big casting move here. Uh, Terry Gar. Yeah, I mean, she looks familiar to me, but I, I can't name anything else. So something like in. Young Frankenstein, for example. Um, oh, but that was... That mm -hmm. was long time ago yeah but she's been in a lot of stuff she's a com i think of her as a more comedic actress in general which i think makes a lot of sense for how they cast her here but let me pull up yeah she's um, a little <sighs> mr mom she, tootsie she... okay um so like here. 80s 80s uh, movies close encounters 70s let's see i'm trying to think what she's done maybe like 90s or later that you might okay let's see um okay so if i go into the 90s and later uh definitely more movies than tv i would say overall uh she's in dumb and dumber we just had a conversation about that before the we started recording yes she was in an episode of frazier but she was a voice oh yeah a lot of people did the voice act like it's they call in it's a call-in radio show so they mm -hmm. just have a bunch of famous people do that um yeah she she was she comes off and friends phoebe abbott senior oh yeah okay that is probably where I remember her from because it's closer in age. Um, 
she's okay you just gave the spoiler so yeah oh <laughs> well she, spoiler alert she's Phoebe's mom um all I did was read IMDB guys I apologize <laughs> Um, but uh, here it's not she doesn't come off quite as scatterbrained and I feel like maybe that's where I'm taking it from because Phoebe is let's say a little scatterbrained and her mom is a little scatterbrained (laughs) and I think that's where I'm remembering her from Mm -hmm. and it was like it's like still in my mind that she seems just a little out of it Um, but I I don't think she's supposed to come off like that. Yeah. Her role in this scene comedically is she's trying to be as much of the straight guy as possible to let Megan and Sean shine. So they, they, um, but I do think they give her, it's a really interesting balance between that. Like the stuff they give her that's funny is deadpan. Yeah. So you you kind of hear it after she says it i guess um so but but it's all under in the package of like this is supposed to be a therapy session so she's going straight to exercises that she wants to do with them yeah and the first one is just to make sure that everyone has their ears open so she'd like them to repeat what she said which they kind of do yeah it's a repeat everything i said exercise yeah which okay um then she goes into the whole bit about okay okay you're here great sign because that means this marriage can survive megan's like no there's no marriage and (laughs) i love terry garsler she's like oh okay sean sean how does that make you feel yeah did sting a little (laughs) and sean's like like no we're in really like she's not my way yeah she, terry's like <gasps> but let's like, have like, some optimism people. here guys <laughs> she's like no but really we're just dating and i love that they take it another step yes. and dr Drake's like well then what's on your ring finger megan megan's, megan's like an eyeball <laughs> yeah <laughs> i love that i actually she, think if you just like oh if you didn't know anything about this couple, like if you were just going to introduce us with, you almost could introduce us to this couple with this scene and just yeah. then we would still know everything we needed to know. Hmm. Um, I think when they start getting into the really like the crux of the conversation around listing off, like when Megan gives her lists of complaints, then it's a little too far, you know, like that pulls up the history of the relationship. But I think this opener is like, yeah. this is everything you need to know about this couple. <laughs> um, well, it doesn't tell us much about Sean, but it's everything we need to know about Megan. That's that's true. And Suzwick's <laughs> like, all right, well, let's try role play. I want you two to be each other and tell me what you think about the relationship. Yeah, my notes got real messy. Yeah, this is, this is so Megan's going to speak as Sean. She says, well, basically it boils down to like, we fight all the time. We make up all the time. We fight and make up. And then Sean is going to be Megan and he's mostly just going to pretend that he's in severe discomfort from his leather panties. <laughs> well, but Megan does say, you know, we fight, we break up and it's annoying. Oh, and by the way, my rabbi suggested we come. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so now Megan's going to be Sean and she's going to hammer down the point of I'm self-centered. Yeah. Which I think is a fair shout out to Sean. Mm-hmm. And what I was really surprised by is Sean really reads Megan here. Mm-hmm. I mean, he says, you know, oh, I take all of my insecurities out of my boyfriend. And instead of figuring out what my interests are, I'll just go and get another tattoo. I mean, these are really important points about Megan that I have not heard him speak to her like this before. Yeah, yeah. He's perhaps been doing a little bit of thinking about this. Megan, however, so Megan is going to be Sean again, and she's like staying on the I'm self-centered tack. And she's like, oh, yeah, well, you know, like, why don't you come check out my bar mitzvah or watch my movie or try my smoothies? Um, I love her delivery of that. It's, I don't know, very memorable to me. Well, I also love that that's what the therapist picks up on. She's like, what smoothies? Yeah. We don't know. We have never known. What is smoothies? It's true. So they're basically in another fight now in front of the counselor and Dr. Zwick's like, okay, hold on, hold on. Like, let's just repeat after me. We've got problems. And they say, we've got problems. (laughs) And we're going to close that scene. Um, We'll come back to them, though. Yeah. Because we've got other types of problems happening at Dean and DeLuca. We do. And my first, uh, this is Ben and Felicity working at Dean and DeLuca. And I just wrote down D&D, chaos. Yeah. The espresso machine is steaming in a way that an espresso machine should not be steaming. Hear that? Hear that espresso machine's? called out it's a lot of steam it's an unusual (laughs) amount of steam and from the wrong side it's true and felicity's so ben's as cool a cucumber as cool a customer as he is in medical situations too much steam from an espresso machine (laughs) is over the line for him so he's like you can see he's a bit rattled here felicity's on the phone with a repair guy who's trying to sort of put the situation off and she's like no we need this fixed today but she now has to go see javier i was impressed by felicity in that scene i mean she was talking to this technician and he was telling her you know i don't remember what it was like four days or you know whatever and she was like no i am the manager here if there's anything we need, it's a coffee shop. We need an espresso worker and a, and a working espresso maker. Um, like we, like she really takes the mantle there and is a good manager and, um, and gets them to come at four o'clock. Yeah. I mean, that's really impressive. Well, she gets them to come. I think the four o'clock is a different thing um i thought he's she's like oh okay four o'clock good uh yeah i thought four o'clock was related to the reopening after the guy comes to help them clean up um oh that could but anyway but the point is they were coming that day yeah um 
But in the middle of all this, Felicity now has to go see Javier and Ben's like, well, so like, you're not the best liar. (laughs) She's like, I know. And she's putting on her coat. (laughs) Yeah. And she leaves Ben in charge. He's like, this is not smart. (laughs) Correct. He will prove not to be smart. I I do think it is good self-awareness, Ben. But that's the thing. Like, I do feel like they've been making it such a point to show him being cool under under pressure. Yeah. (laughs) In recent episodes. Now, I know that was more from like a health standpoint. And they even show that with him when, you know, with both of them, when Javier says he has chest pains, they're both very like, okay. Like Felicity's like Ben go call a cab. Ben goes to call a cab. They they get it done and they seem to have a level head about it. And so this it's so funny to me that that goes entirely out the window when it's a machine. You know, like well, I don't think it's just the machine. I think it's also all of the customers. Yeah, and I which I also don't know that that's necessarily something that would fluster a medical professional or mm-hmm. someone who wants to be one i feel like ben often got flustered around academic stuff okay um you know he that was his insecurity and i could see him being flustered about that mm-hmm. but i think you're right it they are playing a weird game with the what is ben actually good at and what freaks him out slash is he not good at yeah yeah this i'm trying to decide if i buy it or not but it's funny um it's funny yeah so we're gonna head over to to a scene of great stillness mm. we're at the library noel is lost in thought yes he is approached by the devil named molly oh, who is boy. going to be all nice and sweet so different from her other character and she's gonna sit down and she's gonna say you know i think you protecting felicity is so sweet like felicity already told me about the tp thing you and felicity have this amazing friendship you're always gonna be there for each other she's completely flipping noel's mind here and and he's saying you know yeah it is like it is so if you want someone to blame for noel flip-flopping it's right here this moment it's molly's fault now i do think this will prove out long term molly the thing is one of the things they've established about the before and after james molly um is they've given us a lot of these scenes where she's extremely observant of the people around her and they confide things in her mm-hmm. and she ends up giving good advice mostly because she has the information like a lot of times she has information that other people who seem like they should be closer to those characters don't have so she's able to give this like wisdom that is actually accounting for what's really happening so I wonder, like, with with this advice, what is? It's not advice. Well, she it's didn't... it's a it's really like remarking on or admiring yeah. the the um the level of friendship that Nolan Felicity have, and it doesn't seem like she's spotting it as like a toxic dynamic for Noel. Yeah. Um, 
I wonder how you'd miss it. You know, like would that if you're if you're one of these other people, if you're if you're an Elena or a Megan or a Molly in that apartment, could you possibly think that's a healthy friendship? Um, I don't know. Like I'm thinking about the moments that I think Felicity knows how he feels. And I feel like a lot of those moments, like around the beef stew, around like these lingering looks that they give each other across the room, um, you know, just a lot of eye contact. The fact that she goes to him and asks for help a lot. A lot of that is just the two of them. Like you don't have another person in the yeah. room. But then you think about something like if you even relay a story, for example, like, oh, my mom came to visit over the holidays. She she invited Noel to dinner with me and Ben. <laughs> okay. Wait, but see, that's the like, thing is they're so close as friends that that I don't think that seems weird to other people. This is their dynamic. This is their relationship. It's yeah. been this way. Okay. So so it doesn't raise a red flag for you that they're not spotting this. No, not at this point. Okay. All right. Well, let's go over to the hospital. Um, Felicity is going to give Javier all the stuff that he asked for, and she's going to lie uh, through her teeth. Not all of it. Some of it. She couldn't find the lilac possible jersey dress, Okay. which is upsetting to me. But we did get a fun, like, cow themed like cow jumps over the moon themed pajama set so okay okay that's fair she so, lies pretty well yeah she does a pretty good job of it she's like oh yeah dean look it's great mm -hmm. uh and when i'm not there ben's in charge and javier starts to like <laughs> <laughs> grip his chest palpitations <laughs> um Felicity is going to get a call on her cell, which is going to be jarring to Javier. And she's, she's trying to mask the true nature of the conversation since she's right in front of Javier. She's like, you fixed it, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I, you know, from that conversation, I did not expect the next scene. So I think that was, it was, she did a pretty good job. Well, I think when she adds the right, you kind of know that that was not a clear, you, it's definitely been fixed. And when we see the next scene, we're going to cut to Dean and DeLuca, which is now full on fire alarm blaring. Uh, sprinklers are activated. Everything. It's rain inside Dean and DeLuca. Yeah. Ben is soaked. Felicity is about to get soaked. It's raining water, which I... I feel like this was kind of a callback to the title of It's Raining Men. I feel like that title was not great, um, but they shoehorned in the whole sprinkler scene. And if that's the only reason that we got the sprinkler scene, it's worth the bad title. Okay. Because this was magic. All right. Um, so the, look, big problem with, there are many problems to be had here but the sprinklers seem to be like the highest priority to shut that off first and then they can deal with the other stuff so they're trying to they're like where is their shut off valve and ben's like ah oh, yes 
Yes, yes, yes. I've seen it. It's the giant room size valve <laughs> in the stock room. Yeah. So they both go into the stock room on the other side of the door. There's world's largest valve. It's really not. It's not that big. It's so big. <laughs> I'm going to, this is my note from an optimist. Giant Large valves. <laughs> biggest valve in the world um and just it just made me so happy that <laughs> like there are shows that have their things again lost has its wheel the hundred has levers yeah uh Lots apparently felicity has this moment where they have the biggest valve in the world <laughs> and <laughs> I just saw this valve, especially now that I've seen other J.J. Abrams stuff. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that feels like a, that feels like it's right. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a problem and we can fix it if we just flip this thing to this way um, or turn yeah. this thing over here. But of course, it's not easy to move because nobody has moved that. Have we definitely always seen that valve in scenes? I don't think we've ever seen that valve. Okay. Triple bonus points for the valve then. <laughs> Great valve cameo. All right. They, this valve was played by Valve E. Howard. I don't know. It's <laughs> so great. And so for me, like, for me, it felt preposterous. But I understand you're saying <laughs> and this exists in the real world that yes. there have to be shut off valves. Yeah. Um I just like, they were like, huh, well, it would be great if we had a way to shut off the sprinkler system. That was incredibly hard to do. Let's put a valve here. <laughs> I need to I'm, go back now and watch like other episodes and just see. I'm just having this wonderful moment of <laughs> like Melissa not understanding what fire hydrants are. But those are outside a building normally, no? Sure, but they're for water systems. Yeah. That, it's the same thing. And we inside have a, large... a building as yes. small as Dean and DeLuca? Well, we don't know. Yeah, it's probably a little large for a place like Dean and DeLuca. Fair. But it's it's not, I would say, as mind-blowing as perhaps for me as it is for you. But then again, earlier, I had my mind blown by the fact that Javier was still the manager. So, hey, we all have our moments. And our moments. I love how much joy this water so, valve has brought to you. So happy. I even <laughs> named it. Oh, what's it say? You did name it. Valve E. Howard. I don't valve know. E. I don't Howard. know where that came from, but that's fine. Okay. Yeah. Um, I like that you went with to anybody who goes back to any prior scenes and tries to see if there is a valve on the inside, on the other side of the swinging door. Yeah. Any other valve related moments. Have we ever had valve cameos before? Yeah. Or they've been building up to this for three seasons. Like, was this actually the Easter egg we knew and we didn't know we needed? Yeah. Or was Valve E. Howard brought in just for this episode. <laughs> I love his name. I love that you didn't go with Howard as the first name. You went as you went with Valve. Well, why would you call it? Yeah, I mean, I guess you could do it either way, but I am thinking Valve is the first name. 
Yeah, um, I'm just feeling like me, I like Valve E. Smith, but like you went with Howard. I like yeah. it. Yeah, it's got spunk. It's good. It does. Um, it's going to require multiple people. Um, and Felicity's not going to be strong enough to get this done. This mm -hmm. Valve has not been turned since the dawn of time. So, Which is when it was originally placed there. Dawn of time. Or just for this episode. We don't know. It's either <laughs> dawn of time or this episode only. There's um, no in-between. There is absolutely no in-between. So I love the belt so much. <laughs> I was going to try to say something of substance and I just can't. Oh. Um, so Mr. Howard needs to be turned. And Ben and Felicity are going to give it their best shot with a yeah. giant wrench. Just, you know, an appropriately sized wrench for the size of the valve giant. And so Mr. Howard is going to continue to be uh, withholding and just unmovable. And who's going to show up? Noel. Of course. Great timing, Noel. Fresh off his meeting with Molly, who has told him what a special friendship he has. And therefore, he is there to help out in, well... A, maybe a wetter situation than he thought he'd be in. Yeah. But, uh, but so you get two strong guys on it. Felicity takes a step back because she's really not helping out at all. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and Ben and Noel managed to wrangle, put wrangle some muscle in into Howard. Yeah. Yeah. And get those, uh, get those sprinklers turned off. So that was a really small but precious scene that has brought joy to one at least one melissa today at least one if you're a melissa out there who's also gotten joy by this i just would love to hear from you um yeah. i thank you fish for taking over on that part i think i'm okay now yeah it was fun to watch melissa dissolve into giggles not be able to speak sit back in her chair and just like shake without breathing for a few few moments yeah. it was, was fantastic good, good times good times yeah. Val e howard love it so um all right let's go to the loft we're in the kitchen yes and it's another megan and sean scene and megan is bringing the therapy session home yeah well this is weird though right like how often do you think they have therapy I mean, I would, yes, they're doing something like once a week. Right. So a week ago, they had therapy. Now they're in the loft one week later. And at this point, she is going to approach Sean a week later and say, did you think all those things about me that you said a week ago and I haven't mentioned since? I mean, I guess it would make sense in the context of every time they're going to have a therapy session, she tries to get out of it that day. It's like, fair. It's like yeah. her anxiety level creeps up as she thinks about going to the session. And so her, she does some sort of like a last ditch trying to pick a fight so they don't have to go. That's does that fair. work? That, that absolutely does work because that's what she tries to do. Um, you know, Sean's like, I don't think we should talk about this. And he's like, well, 
do you think all those things about me? You know, you think I'm self-centered? And she's like, yeah, everyone who's ever met you does. Mm-hmm. And then she's going to try to break up with him. Yeah, she wants out. And Sean's like, oh, well, this is typical. You're trying to run. Uh, seems like what you tend to do here. But I'm going to dare you I'm gonna not to break up with dog me. I'm going to dare you. Yeah. Because why? Go. We're going to therapy. <laughs> Today. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Triple dog daring her. She takes the dare. She does. Takes the bait. She's going to go to therapy. Yeah. Yeah. Again. First, though, we're going to head to Dean and DeLuca, which is now same day. Yes. Uh, what's happening with time? I don't know. I blame Valvi. <laughs> <laughs> Even in a world where they're seeing Dr. Zwick more than one time per week. Yeah. Like, let's say they saw her three times this week. It's still the same day at Dean and DeLuca. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Look. <laughs> You said that Val V. Howard was a sign of J.J. Abrams, you know, burgeoning, um, you know, wheel or technology based things. Mm -hmm. Well, he's starting to work with time here, too. Yeah. Not the last time that'll happen in this show. Nope. Um, so, well, hey, we're going to Dean and DeLuca and it's just basically minutes after oh. <laughs> after the last scene ben and noel, the sprinklers have stopped but everything is stopping wet ben and noel are mopping felicity and i really enjoyed this twist on a scene we've often seen from felicity where she's now throwing out sad pastries she is it's not uh, felicity sad, sadly wet. stacking the pastries yes. are sad and wet yes they are they look pretty pretty rough uh i did just go back on my notes because i was thinking about the timing thing there the original therapy happens and then we get the dean and deluca chaos so it could be we had a week break in between those two things so it's not necessarily it's hard to imagine that javier would have been in the hospital for a week for nothing that does seem correct. That so is what fair. we're saying here is Valvi Howard is still <laughs> on the loose. Okay. Um, don't he's try making to think a about muck. this episode from a he standpoint is, of time. Yes. Okay. <laughs> he's, he's, just, he's making a muck, a muck, a muck, a muck. But we still love him. We love him for it. Yeah. Because uh -huh. now we get a surly plumber who is actually going to be super helpful. He's going to point yeah. out all the things that have to be done. He's like, I got to do this. I got to clean. I got to blow dry. I got to do all the stuff, you know, and Felicity's standing there like, so we're never going to open again on her face. And he's, and he's like, like, well, no, we, we can reopen today, but I'm going to need your help because I've got my guys out on different projects. Um, yep. So no, the, the point here is we need Noel and Ben to stay yes. to keep helping correct and everybody agrees they are all down for it valvi howard is solemnly sworn not to create more havoc and... <laughs> <laughs> um, i just i just 
want to interrupt my own thought for a moment just to say that I think I'm trying, I'm being like, I'm militantly trying to create this Alvy Howard thing the way I did with the, the bag of dead rabbits. So you would like this to, you know, be something that we could, like people who have listened to this can bond with and think yeah. about and share with their grandchildren. Exactly. I want to anthropomorphize. If you can do that with a, well, I don't know. That's what I want to do with the valve. And I want it to have a personality of its own. I want it to become a major player in previous scenes, should it appear. I mean, in... it's a little bit like Ruby's baby. Yeah. Um, even though, you know, that hasn't actually shown up. Um, I mean, I, I can see this. I think there's a backstory to be had. I think uh, he might get up to some hijinks in the future. Let's keep our eye out. Yep. Yep. It's a fun adventure spinoff. Spin off. Hard to say, literally. <laughs> <laughs> Spin offs are scary for valves. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. So let's go to the library. Yeah. Let's go to a completely inappropriate place to start yelling at someone. Yeah. No subtitles, even in this scene. They didn't want it to be fun at all. So Elena is just pissed at Tavares and she's come to find him. And she's. Not, as you mentioned, DeForest's protectiveness was just also doubling as being mean to Elena. And she's not into it. So she comes at him in this scene. She's like, we had fun. I actually just didn't want the date or whatever it was to end. And you accused me of being obsessed with your fat again when you are the only person obsessed with your fat. Yeah. And um, that is the perfect thing to say when you're saying that there's chemistry between two people. Please then refer to his fat twice. Yeah, I think it's it's tough, right? Because I think she's 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 calling out the problem. Also, you know, I think like this can't nothing can happen here if he keeps blocking it. So it's like, what does she have to lose in this moment? She doesn't want to be judged in this way. Um, but maybe the library wasn't the best place. Yeah. And maybe you could have said it a little differently. That's the I location mean, we have, Fish. Um, yeah. I think it, it lands, though. I mean, he's, mm -hmm. I feel like he's, um, he is jarred by, everything that just happened and and you know uh, first of all that it happened so publicly in a library but also that um elena elena put voice to what's something that's actually happening for him i think we see that throughout the episode that that's that is part of this theme is like, we're just going to be real honest with everyone yeah. um, and get all this stuff out there that people aren't saying. And I think part of it is that she is so passionate about this. Like yeah. she feels strongly enough about him to come to a public venue and, and say that she's into him. Cause I, I mean, I feel like this, this maneuver that he does, this tactic, I don't feel like this is the first time he's used it. 
don't know. And I think he knows that he's doing it. Yeah. I, I think it seems like he's he's probably thought through. I don't want to go into that room because I know this is happening, and I think he's. I think he consciously is blocking the situations. I don't know if he's thought about the impact of what he's saying to people when he's doing it. But I feel like he knows at least part of what's going on here for him from a self-awareness standpoint. But yeah, I think for somebody to call him out so passionately about it, Mm -hmm. I don't know if he's had the experience of somebody caring about him enough to say, stop it. I agree. Um, So hey, look, I absolutely 100% agree. It happened. Yeah, I, I just did. I was just listening on the. I, I just pretended to do one of those mouth blowers that you use on on New Year's Day. Uh, I thought it was a trumpet. By the way, there you go. Yeah. I see. Um, that. see what I like the ones that, that roll out and then roll back yeah. in. Um, that is how we celebrate here on this podcast. The audio <laughs> version. Uh, yeah, it's just I don't know. There's a lot to work through for these two. Yeah. Um, and and because they have a lot to work through individually, because mm-hmm. because it's not long ago. Not that I want to mention this. I knew I it was happening. To reference it, I wasn't even going to say it. But go a for minute it. ago, Elena was obsessed with her boobs being inadequate. Oh, that's not where I thought you were going. I mean, they gave us an episode of that, right? But like. She spent an entire episode with the only storyline being she wasn't feeling good about her body. And she thought that's the reason why maybe Tracy broke up with her. Yeah. I'm going to bring something even more disturbing up, Uh which is let's remember that she was capable of holding her breath for a very long time while having an affair with old man smell so bad. McGrath. I'm trying to see how that holding breath. What am I missing? I'm missing something. Two plus two is four. <laughs> two plus is it five though? Um, Let's just say what's happening. She, uh, you know, she didn't have any issues with the age thing with him or his yeah. really bad smell. Yeah. So you know, she hasn't been. It doesn't seem like she's been super judgmental in the past. No. Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, that's true. I think she's had a little bit more leeway than some might have for her partners. I, um, but at the same time, you know, we are, we are coming off of this, like her feeling critical about her own body. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know that it brings the same kind of baggage to this as DeForest is bringing, but I think they both do have a lot of insecurity right now. And um, later on, I think DeForest is really going to hit the nail on the head with this. Agreed. So maybe we come back to that in a moment. Let's go to Dean and DeLuca. Richard is going to show up looking for Noel. Yep. He has talked to our favorite Dean. No, he hasn't. Yeah, okay. Uh, who agreed that Noel can graduate. He's not going to be expelled, but the punishment is he has to restock the toilet paper in every building on campus, which feels like a lot of bathrooms. 
Yeah, it feels like a lot of bathrooms. Also, I can't imagine the administration thinking this, it, 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 like there's gotta be, I feel like there's gotta be some sort of like union or labor law or something against yeah. this, right? Yeah. Th this is all Richard. This is like, ha, I Even if it's all Richard, does Richard have the hookup to janitorial? Like, I, I just... Al, we have established this. But, but Al is security. Right. That's a different I mean, department than, like... You don't think Al knows janitorial? Come on. Sure. Okay. So, so Al made a call for him. <laughs> he made yeah. he dealed and dealed in the background and got Richard the yeah. hookup to... Oh, I don't know, 200 rolls of toilet paper. <laughs> like, I feel like it's got to be a lot more than that. Yeah, it's hard to say, right? I mean, you're restocking. Uh, I thought it was like 240 bathrooms or something. It could be. It's hard to it's say. a lot of bathrooms. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I fully think that the, the brain behind this, and we know how Richard gets things done. Mm -hmm. All right? He's got someone somewhere who can help him with this either for a price or because he's blackmailing them yeah um that's fair this is this is fully within richard's grasp okay so well, yeah ben's gonna call noel away from this conversation because he needs some help with something and then and felicity comes out so now richard is gonna squint his eyes at felicity and he's gonna mm -hmm. be like i don't know what's going on noel is taking the fall for you Yep. Which is new uh, information for Felicity. She has not been aware of any of this happening. Which to me just sort of, I don't know. Like, even though he said, I can't do the friendship thing anymore. He was still actively taking the fall for her at that point in time. So yeah. it does kind of reinforce their relationship yeah. again. So Felicity now has this information of like what Noel's punishment is going to be the whole restocking the toilet paper thing. And Richard just, Richard is just very unimpressed with Felicity here. I mean, that's, I don't know that Richard has ever been impressed with Felicity, yeah. but I don't think that's ever been their dynamic. That's true. Well, okay. Let's head over to another session with Dr. Zwick. Is Megan, that her name? Mm -hmm. Dr. Zwick? Yeah. C W I C K. Okay, I just keep calling her therapist. Okay. Dr. Zwick. Um, Megan is, we enter the scene as Megan is pointing out, like, yeah, I get it. Losing a testicle is a big deal. Um, and, you know, Dr. Zwick asked Sean to repeat that to like hone in on Megan's understanding something about you, Sean. Uh, yeah, she said something positive. And, you know, I don't like a lot of the things that Dr. Zwick asks them to do. <laughs> uh, but I thought that one was a really good one. Like, repeat uh, it. I think you could question most of Dr. Zwick's techniques, including there's yeah. going to be an episode coming up where they're going to mention something that Dr. Zwick asked them to do that you're like, that's not real. Um, <laughs> we'll get there. It's not in this episode. Um, okay. But so yeah. Megan kind of goes on to point out, like, 
but this relationship is the Sean show. And Dr. Zwick is going to have them do another exercise called I love my partner, but which I think is a terrible idea because (laughs) when you start a sentence with something like I love my partner, the but kind of negates the whole thing you just said. It's like, I love my partner, but really they're a total asshole. Yeah. In improv, a but is where you start blocking a scene instead of, yes, ending and going forward with it. So, you know, but it comes with some caveats here. Uh, A lot of I love my partner. And? And I'm also sometimes frustrated with. Yeah, but you will see in this scene why it can go so far off the rails. Yeah, very, very quickly. If I'm being extremely honest with you, while Megan is delivering it in a mean way, was I not just saying all of this? (laughs) In coverage of previous episodes, I would have been like, give Megan more to do. Why is she always having to support Sean? Um, Thank you, show for putting this out there but perhaps in a way that was very mean uh but (laughs) also also very megan but i also think she has some very nice things to say later yeah so um the i love my partner but exercise uh dr zwick suggests megan goes first sean's like wait why why megan and Megan's like, see, I love my partner, but he always has to go first. Mm-hmm. Um, she she then starts sort of listing off. So she's like, look, the bar mitzvah is just another event we can do where we can all focus on Sean. It's yep. like that endless documentary. <laughs> look at it. Never going to go anywhere. She's like, the stupid bar mitzvah, the stupid documentary, mm-hmm. you know, Here he is, a 27-year-old guy hanging out with mostly college students, inventing things that don't work, making a worthless documentary, then finding God. And it's the only thing in his life that works. I mean, it's super harsh. Yeah, it's it's a lot. And Sean is stunned. And at a certain point, you can start to see Dr. Zwick's face where she's like, ooh. Yeah. Maybe this was a mistake. (laughs) Maybe Sean should have gone first. Yeah. Maybe in future, she's like crossing out. She's just like (laughs) trying different therapy games with this couple just to see what works and doesn't. And she's like rating them for herself. And she gave this one like a one star. Or like, she won't be doing it again. Negative review. Yeah. Like when you throw things at the wall to see if they stick, this actually bounced back and hit her in the face. Yeah. That, that. You ever see that with um there was a video <laughs> i don't know why i just thought of this this is a complete tangent i'll do it quick the uh there was a minute where i was looking up a lot of axe throwing videos and there's an axe throwing fail out there where somebody throws the axe at the wall and the axe the way it hits it ricochets back and boomerangs <gasps> back to the person oh do they catch it i hope they don't they, die it, they didn't it the trajectory was like a foot off or something. Oh my god! <laughs> he managed to not oh get god. sliced in half. Um, I've never was... understood these. Like, like let's go, uh, like bash things, like break things in a room, or like throw an axe at a wall. But they do it in these urban settings mm-hmm. where it's like, hey, 
even a batting cage has a back to it. Like mm-hmm. there are people walking behind you. Yeah. Like why is throwing an axe okay? Like go into the forest, people. This is not <laughs> a like midtown activity. Yeah, I've really, I've really scarred fish here. Um, all of that to say <laughs> that uh yeah, I mean Megan said some mean stuff. Yes. Uh, not necessarily untrue, except for the bar mitzvah stuff. I do think it's not stupid. But I don't necessarily know that I would say any of thing, these things are stupid, but I think what she is saying here is exactly what I've been saying, where it's like, we are going to get one Sean story after another. And why not more about Megan? Like we're getting episode of the week sort of stuff, like challenge of the week, but it's always revolving around Sean, it feels like. And a lot of her identity has been lost in the process of all of this. And Yet we have these multi-episode stories around bar, his bar mitzvah, his health, uh, his health crisis. Um, his documentary has been a much featured piece of this show. His the his exploration of Judaism has been covered over more than one episode. I mean, actually, I think it's a fair critique of the show giving more weight to Sean's storylines. Yeah. I mean, we do get some of that stuff from Megan, but they do tend to be smaller in one episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, like the whole thing with Chris. It's like, well, that was something, but it's nothing. Um, the whole thing with being a teacher and being Wiccan and, you know, that comes up multiple times, but it's always seems to be not given as much weight. Like she mm-hmm. doesn't, we don't see, at least we haven't seen so far, like any kind of Wiccan ceremony. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was the tearing of the pictures and stuff like that, but not like a... But all of that I mean, stuff I mean, is from before Sean, you know? Yeah. Like the stuff that was really over multiple episodes sort of putting uh, like backstory around Megan and keeping it there is mm-hmm. pre-Sean. Yep. He is a force. He is, a, but so is she. So. Yeah. Thank so you for calling is, that out. Sean is stunned. Uh, and we're sort of closing out this moment of the scene where you're just like kind of, it, it's just hanging in the air, all the stuff that she just said. So we're going to head back to Dean and DeLuca where Felicity is going to thank Noel for helping mm-hmm. and also for the Richard thing. Yeah. And... And she's going to ask, I mean, he has showed up. So, I mean, I really don't think this is a question that needs to be asked. But she's going to say, you know, are we really not going to be friends? It's like, well, he's there. Why don't you just not poke it? Yeah. But she's going to poke it. And and he's going to put a time frame on this. He's like, look, I guess I can put up with you for another three weeks. Yeah, I guess that's the time frame until graduation. And Except. but then uh, he's going to say, and you know, the job I offered is still available. Um, I mean, he's just fully going back. It's it, this everything. is totally reverting back, like like yes. nothing nothing we've uh, that's happened has happened. And Felicity's like, well, we made other plans that we're going to tell the viewers about for the very first time. So. Yeah. 
Boulder with Ben. There's his job. Yeah. Well, it's it's a job for Ben, as we find out. So that's interesting. Um, But okay. Um, Don't don't get too attached to the job, though, Fish. Okay. Yeah. Don't get too attached. That's going to be introduced and then squelched within minutes. So Zwick, we're going to go back to Zwick. Right. Where Sean is absolutely reeling. She's like, uh, Sean, do you want to do an I love my partner, but Zwick. Zwick. Um, Doesn't learn. Doesn't learn. Yeah. So he's like, I love my partner, but sometimes she makes it hard to tell her the truth. And then he starts validating the things she said. He's like, yeah, I am too old for my friends to be in college and my inventions aren't working with anything. In fact... I, the, in an independent film channel, not actually interested in my documentary. They, they laugh at it. They, they thought yeah. it was amateur. And the bar mitzvah is a joke. I'm going to call it off. And he just, he looks so clearly hurt. I mean, it, it's like he's kind of starting to cry. Mm-hmm. And you can see Megan is compassionate at some point, like in the middle of this, where she's like, oops, what right. did I do? Um, and he's going to leave the room. He's going to go for a walk in the middle of their session. Uh, Zwick. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I feel like I this went off you. the rails. Maybe like, don't try this technique in the future. I mean, you're a couple's counselor and there's no longer a couple in your room. So something you've done did not work. Yeah. I imagine couples counseling involved is, is complex. Like, I had one experience with it that I don't want to get into too much, but I will say that my my partner and I went, my partner had a lot of scathing critiques that weren't really based in like clear thinking. And the therapist was poking a lot of holes in everything he said, but not in anything I said. And oh my God. <laughs> After the session, it was like, uh, what a nightmare. <laughs> it's like, oh man, like the, he felt so needing to like get validation again and like invalidate the therapist. And I was like, oh my God, like, it's so tricky. And when you have the relationship continuing outside of therapy, like we're seeing here with, um, like we're seeing with Megan and Sean, it's so complicated. And then Zwick just throws in these like really, like let's just light this stick of dynamite exercises. Yeah. And this is like, it would be, I think terrible if Sean doesn't come back into the room. Like that is a big therapy fail, I would think, because then you can't address it. Address it. Um, she's lucky he came back. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting you said that because I had, I guess not quite a similar experience, but I also went, um, with a boyfriend to therapy once. And I thought that the therapist, you know, actually gave me quite a lot to think about and was like, you know, critiquing the ways that I was thinking about things. But when we got out of there, he was just like, I felt so attacked and all this stuff that I 
did not see. And he was just like, I don't feel comfortable going back. I bet it happens a lot. I think it takes a lot of savvy to like, it's, it's gotta be hard enough to do therapy with one person, you yeah. know, like, and then you get the complexity of not only trying to unpack, like, what do you, well, I don't know if everybody does it the same way, but like, okay, what, what past stuff is coming into this for each of you? And then what's dynamic is at play here? Um, it's got to be really complicated. And I think it can go very off the rails knowing that those people are then going to continue to see each other outside of a therapy setting. And you can't, un you can't, as much as you can try to create a safe container for it. Yeah, you can't unhear or unsay. Yeah, things. like the toothpaste is out of the tube at a certain <laughs> point. So it's just like, how do you really do it in a way that's successful? And Zwick got into some very dangerous territory here. And, you know, if Sean hadn't come back into the room right away, if he had kept walking around the block until time was up, <laughs> like the only place they'd have to deal with this for the next week, three days, two days, negative time. <laughs> negative, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Dalby, Howard, you tell us. Um, would be at home together without her. Right. So it's like, ooh. Uh, <laughs> maybe yeah. you don't go straight for the I love my partner butt exercise, guys. Um, but hey, I'm not a therapist. I'm not going to tell you your job. I'm just going to say you are lucky. I agree. You're lucky Sean came back. Yeah, I I mean, or maybe it's something you do further in. Um, I mean, they just started working with her. So or maybe don't, don't use weird ass exercises like that. Just talk to them. I mean, it's, you know, definitely like as I mean, much my... as this show does therapy that feels a little real, it also does this, which feels yeah. like, you know, it's it's a comedic, they're doing yeah. comedic stuff too, which is... I mean, I'm um, just waiting for them to break out the, like, foam bats. I mean, yeah. the, it just feels very not real therapy, but okay. Sure. Yeah, yeah. There's a thing that's coming up, like I said, that it's going to be like, Oh, okay. All right. Um, this isn't real, but it's, it's Terry Gar. It's Dr. Zwick. I mean, you know, we love right. it. Um, it's not real though. I don't think if it's real, Hey, therapists, right. Right. To us, talk to me about the, the advantages of, I love my partner, but, um, yes. So Melissa, I got really attached to that job in Boulder. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm really attached. Um, so if you could take like this next section. Um, I love you so much fish. Okay. So, <laughs> um, we're back at teen and Deluca now. Ben is finishing his inventory. It turns out though, you just got a call Colorado job just <gasps> fell through. No. Because oh I God. know this is hard. I know this is hard for all of us. This isn't possible. I can't believe it. Condolences. I mean, this is like the whole show. <laughs> oh my God. This is devastating. I'm this devastated. Too much. It's too much. How how could we have been ready for this? Um God. well, what are we gonna do? You know, what do you want to do, Felicity? <laughs> <laughs> Well, Benjamin, um, 
remember that guy who's like in love with me and um, you know about it and I know about it and <laughs> he knows about it. Well, I'd like to go work with him. Okay. How about that? he's like in the other room? <laughs> remember him? Um, Ben, bless him. He's like, do you want to go? <laughs> <laughs> Ben is being real careful here. Um, ben is then, the answer is yes. Felicity is seriously thinking about the Noel job in Seattle. So Ben is going to go to the back room, to the stock room. He's going to find Noel. And he's just going to try to clear the air. I don't know. Um, I think he was more marking his territory. I mean, who's to say? So he's like, well, I just wanted to talk about Seattle. Felicity is thinking about it. Boulder fell through. So if she goes, I would go too. Like, are we okay? And Noel's like, yeah, we're cool. And then quickly exits the scene. To immediately demonstrate how not cool he is with it. Um, yes. He goes. By revoking the job offer. Straight to Felicity and revokes the job offer. Yeah. He's like, you know, I shouldn't even have brought up the job again. It's not. He literally says. I know. I wrote this too. It's not worth it if Ben will be there. He says it's not worth it for, for me. me. Yeah. I mean. Ouch. To actually say it. <laughs> I know. This That's is what I'm an saying. Thought, this, whole, this whole episode is just like honesty. Yeah. Raw form honesty. That's definitely an inside thought. Yes. <laughs> um, so Felicity is letting that sink in and she basically mirrors it back. She's like, so you're only offering the job if Ben doesn't go. I mean, first she says, look, I'm dating Ben. If I go to Seattle, of course I'd bring Ben. Mm -hmm. And then she does say that about the job. And then we just see Ben with his like purposeful walk. Like he's he's got the aggressive walk on and he, he's going to walk right up to Noel. He's got the you're being a dick walk. Right. And he's going to go up and he's like, what's going on here? You're being a dick. Correct. Which is emphasized, underscored by his you're being a dick walk. Um, right. I don't even know if the language here matters. Like, it's just the energy. Yeah. The This is obviously not a three, uh, you know, a threesome that can be together in Seattle. You know, like yeah. it just, this is a pipe dream. And Noel pushes Ben with one hand on the shoulder. And Ben's like, okay. And he, he just like shoves Noel back. And yeah. the customer has to break them up. I was also, I wrote down like, who is this guy holding them back? Because are they open? Oh, I guess they're open point? again. I guess it's after four and they've let it's people in again. But random guy in a shouldn't suit? have. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, this is really unnecessary because honestly, what I think these two guys need to do is just fight. I mean, I don't, know. I don't, I don't think that's the solution here. I think the solution comes from Felicity herself. Yeah. I mean, I do think she needs to 
made, like if she's made her choice, she needs to set boundaries. But in the absence of Felicity doing that, like this tension building up, I just feel like inevitably is going to bring them to fight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're going to skip over from here. Well, so I wanted to ask, what did you think was Felicity's expression as I think, uh, that they sort of linger on her face for a I moment? I think Felicity continues to try to live in the world where everything is as it was before Noel told her that he's into her. He like, didn't tell her. But, but I mean, he kissed her. He's like, we're, I haven't been friends with you in a long time. He's told her. Yeah. And I think it's as if he's, she's, she's trying to behave as if that didn't happen. She wants, she, I think that Javier puts it really well in the next scene, like the trying to, well, I mean, okay. He has his language issues here with this, but like the, the <laughs> trying to have your cake and eat it too idea is like, Sure, she wants to be with Ben, and she wants to have Noel be her, her like emotional support animal. And I think it's more than that. I think it's not only is he that. I think he's also like Plan B. He's your fallback if which ben is even like out. a more extreme version of that, right? Where it's like, oh, and so there's this like kind of intention for Noel, and. I I think she just wants everybody to coexist like that and thinks that they can and is getting a lot of evidence to the contrary. She's getting so much. In fact, like Noel is telling her that it's hurting her. Him. Him. Um Ben Ben I think is is trying to He's doing his best to like be the I'm not telling you you can't do this. No, if you want to do this, I'll support you with this. But there is friction when he's around Noel. Like, all of that is good in theory. Right. But then when you put them in the same room together, like, yeah, sure, Ben can be the bigger guy when Noel's not physically in the room. But then when Noel right. is, like, yes. there is a palpable tension. And Felicity wants to wish that away. Like, time's going to heal all wounds. And I think that's really inconsiderate now to everybody including herself because it hurts her to watch this happening and what she thinks it's just gonna unhappen look felicity the peanut butter is out of the jar it's two on the bagel two peanut butter and the, jar and it's on a bagel the, the, and the, you the can't keep wet croissants are out of the gar i don't know it's fine <laughs> no they're still in the garbage can <laughs> leave the wet croissants in the garbage okay <laughs> Um, yeah, this is, uh, this is happening. And Javier is saying a lot of, I think what I said during the Felicity, you're the worst, you know, he's like, you can't have them both. Yeah. And you made your choice. And she says, I should, but that I should be able to still be friends with Noel. What? Felicity, get over yourself, please. <laughs> I mean, she can be willing but he also has to be willing yeah and that's not a thing right now and javier does support her 
um, he says, you know, you can be friends with Noel, but you can't expect Noel and Ben to be friends. Yeah. It's like that song, Growing Up is Hard to Do. Yeah. But I, I would... I would emphasize the point that you just made. I mean, I think Javier tries to soften it by saying you could be friends with Noel, but you can't make Noel and Ben be friends. Also, I don't think he can make Noel, like Noel gets to decide too if he's friends with Felicity. So yeah. I- has like, a hard time with that. I, I But I don't think Felicity is ready to absorb that message and Javier kind of knows it. So he steers clear of it. Um, I think that what Javier is saying might be more actionable for her in this moment, might make more sense to her, might be something she can do more about. Because I don't think she's prepared Mm -hmm. to absorb the idea that she could not be friends with Noel because she's chosen Ben. I mean, the point that I will put on her side is that she has, while I think she really enjoys the attention from Noel. She enjoys the affection she gets. She enjoys the fact that he's around as, you know, the guy to support her and pick her up when Ben's being a dick. Um, She has also drops everything to see Ben. She tells Noel, I'm with Ben. Like, this is not happening. We are friends. I'm going to Boulder. Like she, she'll, she picks Ben. So at least she's not turning around and saying, you know, maybe there's a chance for us. Like she's not saying that. She's just saying it's friends. But, and I mean, maybe this opens up a can of worms to say this, but like, okay. Then also set limits with Avery. Did they matter? No. Like you mean to Avery? Yeah, I like I. You she know, she's a psychopath. Ben Ben said no to Avery about lots of things, and then kind of the stuff ended up happening anyway. And I feel like that's sort of what's happening here too, because Felicity mm. may be saying, "I'm with Ben," uh, but then Noel kisses her. Okay, I'm I'm with you know, um, yeah. I, I don't know. She's she's just like. Ben's the one I've chosen, but then she's, you know, still like she, she's still having these conversations where she's gushing about their friendship. And I just, I don't know. Like the boundaries seem so artificial and I don't seem based in like understanding the root problem. I mean, I, I agree that she does not at all understand how much she's hurting Noel. Yeah. But I also think that she is sending very clear messages that she is not interested in a romantic relationship with him. She very much values their friendship and she likes the fact that he likes her um, and is there for her and, you know, is trying to ignore all of the ways that he he is trying to profess his love. Um but I don't think she's leading him on in a romantic way. I think she is still hurting him. She wants to be friends. She's being selfish. She's being like, she, she's being, uh, the words that are coming to me are wantonly obtuse. And that is not what I mean. I don't um, think that's fair. I mean, I think 
Okay, so she's saying I've chosen Ben, but the thing is, like, Noel has been has built a relationship here with Felicity, forged from the idea that Felicity liked Ben, but maybe there was a chance for him if he stuck around long enough. So when she comes to him and says things like, but will you spend time with me helping me at Dean and DeLuca? And what it could I still take that Seattle job and spend that time with you? I think that Ben is, uh, Noel is so head over heels for her and so obsessed with her that in his brain, even if she's saying I'm with Ben, he's seeing hope. Yeah. And like. She needs to crush that. which takes which she doesn't want to do yeah it's going to take a lot more than her saying i'm with ben because she was she was pursuing ben from the moment noel met her and they've had moments they've had relationship moments through that you know so it's like it is not enough like she may be setting limits but they are far too flimsy for what noel is feeling in this situation and her continuing to go to him and like take him up on offers and ask him for things and promise time together is actually muddling the message in a way that you maybe you wouldn't think it was because it's like yeah she's saying she's with ben but i mean i don't think it's muddling her message but i do think I mean, Noel shouldn't still think there's a chance, Um, but he does. Mm -hmm. And I do think he needs to be the one to put up the boundary because it's mostly hurting him. Mm -hmm. And I think Felicity has been putting up boundaries. Like she was not okay with him kissing her. Mm-hmm. She reinforced that I am dating Ben. Yeah. Um, and that we just want to, you know, we're just friends. Um, but you know, I, I do think, and I also think for himself, just self-esteem wise, it's better if he's the one to set the boundary for himself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, okay, so all of this was in the context of uh, Felicity crying to Javier conversation, but Javier is at the hospital still, and the doctor's going to come in and release Javier. The tests are negative. It was a panic attack. He could afford to lose a few pounds. <laughs> Javier, like, there's no need to be nasty. That's right. Um <laughs> But so then I, I actually really like three weeks the, in the hospital. Yeah. He's or finally being released. Negative two minutes. We don't right. know. Um, looking at you, Val E. Howard. Uh, <laughs> so Javier, I like this little moment that we have as we close out this scene where Javier goes, it's not my time. Yeah. And Felicity and Javier just go, yay. <laughs> They're just like celebrating to themselves. Um, I'm not dying yet. Woohoo! That was really cute. Uh, it just felt like a very lived-in friendship moment for me. Um, yes. Okay, so let's head over to Doctor's Wick again, and Megan is regretting everything she just let loose against Sean. She's like, "I shouldn't have said all that. It was harsh." And Doctor um, Zwick is saying, "Well, if you said it, it was real." And then mm-hmm. she wants to propose another game. 
Yeah, Sean's going to return. He finally is yes. back in the room now. Um, Megan suggests they do one more role play. Sean's like, please, no more. Um, <laughs> but she says, you know, I'm Sean. My girlfriend can be so mean, but she's really sorry. She loves me because I'm brave. I try. I take action. You know, I have I have ideas and I see them through. And I don't care what anyone thinks, especially at the Independent Film Channel. Um, that's a... I don't know how they got the rights to say stuff like that. But that's okay. Um, that's fine. <laughs> uh, so they... And he's really that, moved by this. Yeah, but because of all of that, I'm more of a man than I even know. Yeah, so he's very moved by this, and they're going to kiss and make up, and they're going to keep kissing, and Zwick's like, nope, 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 still need sessions, more more sessions, uh, kiss doesn't mean bliss, let's set our next appointment. But they're um, still kissing, because, yeah. again, let's remember, this is their kink, Yeah, you know, this is it, they like yeah. making up, it's, it's fun for them. Yeah, all right, so now we're going to head to Ben's room at the loft. He's right. thinking. I need I need to take a minute here because this scene, this shot of Ben, he is so effing hot. Like starting with the jeans that are like riding a little low and he's laying back on the bed and his t-shirt is like riding a little bit up so you can like see the little happy trail and he's got his arms behind his head and like everything about this shot, these clothes, everything is working for me in this scene. I think this is the hottest scene of the entire show so far. Wow. I know. And for all of you out there who didn't just watch this episode and pause for at least 10 minutes just on that scene, just go do it. Go do it now. It's, um, you'll thank me. Wow. It's amazing. My notes just say Ben's room, Ben thinking. No, it should say Ben is stupid hot. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Correct you it, your notes. Um, and then I wrote Felicity arrives. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is there some sort of a core difference between Fish and Melissa here? And this just what just happened? I don't know. Um, oh so Felicity God. is going to say to him, okay, I feel stupid that I thought all three of us could be in Seattle. I'm not going to Seattle. Ben makes this a real point here. He says, I just want to be clear with you. I am not asking you to cut Noel out of your life. Um, I, I couldn't hear them. He was just, he was so hot. Like okay. I just, I, the whole rest of the scene, it turned my brain to mush. I don't know what happened. It's the power of funk. Okay. So oh um, it's fine. I get it. I'll, I'll, I'll jump in with some words. Uh, so Felicity says, I know, I know. I have, I have to figure this out. Um, but you know, the point Ben makes here around, I am not asking you to cut Noel out of your life. I think it seems like he's really been thinking this through. He's trying to be very careful 
about this. Um, and he's taking the, like, the Felicity's uh, wisdom about Avery, cut her out of your life. Ben sees the difference in this situation. He sees that's not a thing he can ask and he's not doing it. Um, well, to be fair, in that previous episode where she said, cut Avery out of your life, Ben's reaction was, I don't want you to see Noel anymore. Mm. So, so he has had that reaction. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, but he's, I, I think he knows he's on kind of dangerous ground here. I mean, this is a, this is unsteady. But the thing about this, too, this is very unsteady territory for all three of them. But then Noel's graduating in three weeks. So, like, I don't know. But is this high stakes or the lowest stakes ever? You know, like, it's, it's, um, look, there's a season four of the show. Right. I mean, uh, I think Ben feels way more confident in his relationship with Felicity than Noel ever did. Mm-hmm. And I just think that comes through, you yeah. know? Um, yeah, that makes sense. I, I think he's saying, you know, I'm not asking you to cut Noel out of your life because honestly, he's not that threatened by the guy. Yeah. He's just not. Okay. He's, you know, we can get kind of mad because he's getting in his face and, you know, there's tension because Noel has feelings. But it's pretty clear what Felicity's feelings are. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Um, we are going to get DeForest knocking on Elena's door. And <laughs> I love Elena's reaction. She hears a knock on the door, has no idea who it is, and just yells at the door, come back after finals. Mm-hmm. And then she sees it's DeForest and she's like, so if this is an apology, I'm here for it. <laughs> Like, yeah, I'm here for it, but hurry up. Yeah. Like, that hurry is up and apologize. a difficult condition <laughs> under which to make an apology. Yes. Um, Doris is like, oh, damn. Okay. Uh, um, yeah. hmm. I mean, I am here to apologize. So, <laughs> okay. I guess let's do this. And then he Quickly. sort of rolls into it. It's like, it's just hard for me to believe that you could be into me. Because usually... I'm just like the safe rebound guy and you know, and I should feel grateful that the person wants to date me at all. Yeah. He's like, you know, not everyone has looked like me and you know, they, they don't feel like they have to care about me because I should be so grateful that she went out with me in the first place. And I don't want that. Yeah. And Elena's like, wait, well, so first of all, that is exactly who he is here in this situation in terms of, like, the rebound guy. Mm. Um, he, he's called it. He mm-hmm. His fears are, to some degree, reality with this. But Elena, and, you know, I don't know if Elena's prepared to say how on the nose that is or if, you know, whatever. Well, um, clearly she's not because she doesn't. <laughs> even to herself. Ah. Um, but Elena is saying like look i don't i don't want you to feel like grateful i but i can't make promises about the future but let's face it we both have some baggage that we're bringing into this um and i don't know i guess that's about as much as elena can say in that situation uh 
in the middle of her saying that, DeForest initiates a kiss. Mm-hmm. And they and they do kiss. Um, she receives it, if you will. Um, so that's that's that scene. Yep. I, I don't mean, know. I, I mean, it's... I think it took Elena really pushing back hard for DeForest to be able to even have this conversation. But then still in this conversation, it's like, um, I don't know. He's very like, it's, it's very much about where his insecurity is coming from. I think it's very, you know, brave and it takes a lot to be this vulnerable. And I think this is what we're seeing, right? You know, DeForest was protecting himself and then he comes here and he's just, you know, first Elena is really honest and is like, I'm into you. I was having fun. She does it in public. He comes back and he's vulnerable and he explains what's going on. I think we saw the same thing with Megan. You know, she had her outburst and then she comes back and she's vulnerable mm -hmm. and says what she feels about Sean. Um, you know, we do have the actual standoff fight between Ben and Noel kind of bubbling over. So I think we're going to see more of that truth coming out on all sides. Um, you know, there's just a lot of vulnerability and honesty in this episode that I appreciate. Um, I mean, even the part with you know, Molly, um, while she was saying that, you know, you and Felicity have this amazing friendship and yes, it causes Noel to backslide. Um, I think in the long term, and I don't know for sure, cause I can't remember, but I think in the long term, you know, he'll, he will get over her if, I think we've established they don't end up together. So he will get over her. And in the long term, they probably can be friends. So I don't know. At least that's how I see the show shaping up. Like, I don't see Noel not being a presence in Felicity's life moving forward. Um, you know, he'll find someone of his own and and it'll end up being okay. Um, so there's something to that. So, uh, you know... I think just as we keep going, and we'll see this in the next scene as well, we're going to get more vulnerability and just honesty. We are. I think part of what I'm taking to your comments is how bumpy a road it's going to be with Noel. Mm. Um, yeah. It is not a straight line. Not even close. Uh, so like, well, what we're going to see in this scene is Noel putting his foot down. He's restocking one of the many bathrooms he's been restocking and Felicity finds him. Yes. We are having another bathroom scene. Yeah. There, there are a surprising number of bathroom scenes. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's a relatively easy set to create. Uh, I don't maybe. know. You just but have like, stalls. It's true. We I don't know. see doors. I don't know. Um, but I will say I see Felicity coming in like she has tracked him down again, mm -hmm. 
right? Like the first time she tracked him down to break his heart. Mm-hmm. She's tracked him down again to, it's not just Noel putting his foot down. It's also her creating a boundary as well. She, she comes in saying, I can't take the job, mm-hmm. you know? But then she says, she says, I can't take the job, but then she's about to start setting her expectations of what she wants. Well, I don't know, expectations, hopes for what she thinks this relationship is going to look like. And Noel's like, nah, um, because they're unrealistic for him. And yeah, it doesn't That's seem it like all. a big ask for her, but this man is in love with her, is obsessed with her, has been for a long time. And her saying, can't take the job. I'm with Ben isn't going to undo his feelings. So it's like, she says, I don't want to lose, you know. And he, I actually love this moment where he's in the stall (laughs) refilling the TP, right? Mm -hmm. And she comes in and says, you know, I can't, (laughs) first it's a men's room. Mm -hmm. So she's like, no, (laughs) in there. Um, And she comes in, she says she can't take the job. And you know, Noel knows it's her. He doesn't walk out of the stall. He stays in the stall to hear this. And you just see him close his eyes with like this resigned pain. And it, I don't know, it was a moment for me. I was just like, uh, it's like he just needed a minute to like, all right, she said that. And then she keeps talking and he like has to walk out of the stall and basically, you know, throws up a big, no doubt song. Don't speak. Mm-hmm. He's like, just, just don't say anything else. Yeah. He's like, you're going to say I'm your best friend and we have this history. And he says, I love you too much to be friends right now. But he does put a right now on it. I mean, I think it's significant when a yet or a right now is said um because it's not a complete shut off to the future it's not a complete shut off to the future but it's i i've kind of been in Noel's position before and i've definitely been in Noel's position before and um the only way this has ever worked is to walk away yeah i have absolutely been in Noel's position before but I did not say right now or yet. What I said was like, I need to never talk to you again. Mm -hmm. I need to never see you again. Like if you see me in the future, just like keep walking. Like Mm -hmm. it's too painful for me. I, there was no yet or right now. And I've never talked to them again. I Ever. said right now, looking for their, looking for whether or not they would have it, whether or not their own thoughts would reveal themselves over time. I wanted to allow room for that. Um, my person was pretty clear. And I, uh, <laughs> my person was doing what Felicity was doing. Ah, yeah. and mine, mine was clear. And Very it clear. was like, oh, but you could still do this and you could still do that and you could still do this for me and you could we could still hang out here. And it was like, do you yeah. get what I'm saying to you? And I think the answer was no. 
And mm-hmm. the so I was seeing potential hope in their responses, but was realizing that they weren't trying to communicate hope. And so my right now ended up being a forever, but it was com- initially communicated as a right now. Yeah, like for me, he definitely said like, I like, I want to be friends, like still want to be friends, but I was just like, I can't. Mm-hmm. And he and his response was ever and mine was yeah like it's it no like it's just not this mm-hmm. is not a thing that is ever going to work out for yeah. us as friends yeah i think i mean i guess your mileage may vary on your personal experiences with this listeners like i don't know maybe you've had this happen maybe you haven't maybe you've been in felicity's position i don't know um look felicity felt that way about ben you know, and yeah. like, look how things changed for her. And I think in a way, the show uh, perhaps gave us hope where we shouldn't have hope sometimes. Um, Life know. does that. Yeah. So, so, sometimes you're the null. Um, and <laughs> I think the I completely get what's happening here for Noel. Um I don't put too much stock in the right now. I think that I don't think that in this moment, Noel can envision a world where he doesn't feel this way about Felicity and Felicity thinks that just by saying, let's be friends, that that squashes it. And it does not because Noel still feels this way. Um, So his only way to like get out of her. I don't know. You hear people talk about the idea of like toxic positivity sometimes I have never heard that. It's a, I don't know how much I've really investigated the idea of it, but it's like, uh, oh, everything's fine. You know, like the, um, the very, oh. like, Fake but mess. actually there's a problem here. And the, like, yeah. the way you use a euphemism to cover over it, like paper over it, but you know that there's actually something under it. Um, the, you know, I think any, anything like that, that sort of squelches the, let's, but, but there's also an issue that we need to talk about here. Um, and I think in a way, maybe that's, maybe that's kind of like what Felicity is applying to this, like, but we could be friends. And he's like, but Mm -hmm. we're not now because I'm not just friends with you. (laughs) Right. Like, like, so until there's a world where I could be friends with you, we can't be friends. Um, yeah. And that's, I think, I think it's good. He set this boundary, but I also think it's. You know, he is being completely open and honest at this point. And, um, yeah, it takes guts. My, So I think this, especially on Noel's side or on Scott Foley's side, I think this was a, an extremely well-acted scene. And I felt a lot when he closed his eyes. Yeah. The big problem for me is I think it would have had much more of an impact if he wasn't wearing a jean jacket. I could not take him seriously wearing that jean jacket. It was like, this should like hit me in the heart. And yet what I'm focused on is the stupid jean jacket you're wearing. Oh, man. So note, note to props or whatever, remove the jean jacket. It's not okay. okay. I hear you. I hear you. Notes, notes for the crew. Um, Noel actually says one other thing very quietly as he walks away. He leaves the bathroom. 
But as you're leaving, he says, I'll miss you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Here's he the is, thing about all this. He is leaving in three weeks for Seattle. Yeah. She's not coming. In the meantime, he still lives in the same apartment as Ben. <laughs> well, for three Isn't weeks. So bananas. Um, I hate to tell you this, Fish. They're going to throw a wrinkle on this pretty quick. Um, well, I I mean, I assume, right? Again, yeah. there's a fourth season. Uh, there sure is. So, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how he ends up remaining in their orbit. And, I mean, or maybe they moved the whole show to Seattle. Who knows? But, <laughs> I mean, all of you who are listening know. Uh, I don't. Um, yeah. But yeah. I just... How does this man stay? I mean, uh, I assume it's because of Ruby's baby. Right? She shows up, Ruby's baby. We are going to see Ruby's baby in the next episode. <gasps> really? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. You told me. So I wouldn't just say Ruby's baby is going to show up and then not know. But, but I haven't told you what Ruby's baby does. That's and true. And that is for you to determine when we discuss what the next episode is going to be. Fair enough. I mean, um, boundaries seem like they're set here. And they're like and Swiss yet. cheese. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. Uh, I will say I did like this end the sort of ending with the bar mitzvah. Mm-hmm. I thought it was beautiful. I thought the scene was beautiful. I thought the, uh, I liked the, the music. The song here that I heard was Art, Gar- Art Garfunkel's Perfect Moment. I do not think that's the music that I heard. I think it was a group of some sort. But it was it was still good with the scene. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, it was a montage of Sean at the bar mitzvah and all of his friends looking on Molly and Noel are sitting next together next to each other and smiling Richard and Javier are sitting next to each other and smiling Megan's looking on and smiling DeForest and Elena are smiling and holding hands Felicity and Ben right are sitting next to each other yeah they're not really on the same page they're not I mean, Felicity isn't even looking at the ceremony. She is looking, like having this lingering look at Noel across the room. Yeah, I might even call it wistful. Yeah, it definitely has meaning. I said lingering and sad. Yeah, I I think think that means wistful for it. I think she's there's a heaviness to what she's feeling here. There's like a loss. We're in the same room, but uh, there's a loss. Yeah. Um, you see the distance between them already. She's not she, focused on Ben. Yeah. The way everyone else is sort of, you know how she like scoots herself in and like fits perfectly with Ben's arms and stuff like that. She's not doing that. There's yeah. like space between both Felicity and Ben. It's closer, but there's space. And then this long distance over to Noel, who is, you know, looking at her and she's looking at him and he looks down and 
it's all very sad in that moment, but mm-hmm. um, but we still get to see Sean, you know, reading mm-hmm. from the Torah and doing his thing. I I did wonder, and I don't I don't know if this is true, so meh. But I do wonder if we don't get any scenes of him actually reading is because maybe he couldn't pronounce the words. I don't know. I don't know. Well, they must have given him something to say while they were shooting it, but that doesn't necessarily mean it was, I mean, it could have been like apples and bananas over and over again. I think I saw like Adonai and things like that coming out of his mouth, but we don't know exactly the pronunciation that was coming out. I mean, I would have a very hard time. Yeah. I mean, he, um, Sounds like they gave him, you know, dialogue that was real dialogue, and then they just, they did a montage over it. Yeah. But I I mean, they could have done the bar mitzvah differently, you know, where it wasn't a montage, where they, it was an actual scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do wonder if they sort of wrapped it into this montage, because it's hard. Like, Hebrew's hard. Sure. Uh, you know, if you don't grow up with it. And I don't know if maybe... Greg knows how to say all those words already. I mean, it's hard uh, to say. I think artistically, the point of this was this is a function. I mean, it's like a game night sort of thing. It's like, do you need to see people strategizing in Battleship or do you just want to watch them like hand each other popcorn and look at each other in the eyes and stuff? Like, I I think this show certainly uses this technique. Um, It's not the first time. So I think. Do I do I need to see the ceremony itself, or does it mean to, more to me to see the the where all these different pairings are, and yeah. you know, no, in the I, story? I think it, it's still. I mean, I think it's a great scene. Um, it was just something that kind of came to my mind as I was like watching him. Um, but like, bonus points for Megan for just having a really proud look on her face. Mm-hmm. Like she has these moments where she does have this sort of adoring look at Sean. Like I do feel like they are really in love. Yeah. It's nice. Well, Fish, I know that you don't have a you're oh, the worst segment. So let's let's go to our favorite segment. <gasps> Yay. After you listen to this tape, you have to erase it. Exciting. Now how about this? Well, let's start with the one Sean one we have, and then let's talk about Breakup Kid and Avery and all that other stuff. Um, so from at Galinsky underscore, I love when Sean gets in touch with his Jewish side. It's a bit of an insane plot, but there's a lot of heart, which is how you could describe Sean. Oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. I kind of yeah. like that. Yeah. A little insane, but with a lot of heart. Yeah. I like oh. that as a description for Sean. Yeah. Um, at MEM underscore 0026 wants to set some limits. Okay. No gifts, especially a watch, for a non-boyfriend who has a significant other. You better bet I side-eye any girl who might give my husband a gift, including his favorite Milano cookie. No, I see you girls. 
<laughs> that, if you're all wondering, was really a comment for Avery, okay? Yeah. It was a comment for Avery and validation of me in saying that a watch is not an appropriate gift to give someone that you are not dating or married to. Um, I don't know that I would go quite so far as a cookie, yeah. but you know what? You do you. We you know you. your yeah. relationship. I fully support you. Yeah. Um, okay, so at Insta.Mickey says, I really like it so much when you girls talk about your personal experiences, life stories, and lessons. There's always a laugh or some pondering. The episode with the mac and cheese, I couldn't help because it's not a popular <laughs> dish here in Latin America. This episode, though, the different opinions were more about our not at all decipherable Benjamin, which makes sense. This was sent around the breakup kit. Um all the Noel parts are so painful. I kind of hate the breakup kit and that Noel obviously keeps calling the apartment and saying that the girls are calling him. It's my take. I agree that Felicity is selfish when it comes to wanting both boys at her disposal. She is the worst sometimes. Yeah, she definitely is sometimes. We um, had not... This theory from at Insta.Mickey's makes so much sense when she says it, but I hadn't thought about it. That he was calling in? Uh-huh. Yeah, I can see it. I can see, I can see it going all ways. Like, you know, they all talk to each other or, yeah, he's calling the apartment to see if she's there so that he can reheat his beef stew and is like finding out what's going on. Um, no, makes sense. Yeah. Um, no. We've got some love for Carrie Russell in the breakup kit. So at Anna underscore gone underscore bananas underscore <laughs> says, ooh, Carrie, in that speech to Ben in Southampton and in that makeup talk, even though he did most of the talking or whispering, was gold. She is pure gold. Mwah! Perfecta. <laughs> she is pure gold. Mm -hmm. We love her. I was talking to you earlier about how I started The Diplomat. I've just started it. I'm two episodes in. And oh my goodness, the difference between her hair in this show and that show. I mean, she's still an amazing actress, but they make a very clear point. They have just really messed with her hair to make it look terrible and, uh, and and um like fried i mean it it's like damaged um and i just now when i see you know felicity i'm just like oh the perfect hair and everything so she's gold for a number of reasons but the one i'm choosing to focus on at the moment is her hair yeah well, that's fair. Um, one more about the breakup kit. And this is, we're going to take the focus squarely off of Felicity for this one. At Ruby and Simba 13 says, this is the one that made me not want Ben or Noel for her. What a jerk Ben was to go with Avery and he pursued her. He showed up after her interview and acted like passive, like he was just being nice to her. I call BS. 
That was such a hurtful thing to do to her. I hated that she took him back. Both Noel and Ben too easily leave her for other women. I mean, yes, I would say everyone is imperfect, right? Um, Ben has done some shady stuff. Noel has done some shady stuff. And let's admit, Felicity has done some shady stuff. So nobody's perfect. It's, they're young. Um, I don't know what, what else to say to that. It's, I get your point. Um, but I think we, we do need to continue to shine the light on Felicity's role in all of this as well. I think that's really what struck me about that comment. And like most of the types of comments we get, I mean, when you think about the amount of feedback with the Avery scene, with Avery episodes, when you think about the amount of feedback we've gotten and how almost every single one of the things that was said was about critiquing Avery or Noel or Ben. Yeah. But I think we're really seeing that Felicity is a contributor in this in her way, you know, in the Noel and Ben dynamic of it all, at least. And um, I don't feel like fans of like the really big fans of the show want to hold Felicity's feet to the fire. But we're doing it. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think especially in the last couple episodes, I think we're really seeing something the show is asking us to see of she is is facilitating. um, I don't know if we're going to say an unhealthy dynamic with Noel, but she is very happy to keep running to Noel. And in a way where I think there are some boundaries that get crossed sometimes, but it's so nebulous because the lines were never there. (laughs) You know, it's like, at what point do you say she shouldn't be going to him for this or she shouldn't be going to him for that? Um, I think if you're in Ben's position and you find a box that says (laughs) breakup kit on it, you would feel a boundary is crossed somewhere along the line. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I that that is fair. However, let's remember where he was when the breakup kit was created. Yeah, for, for sure. I mean, but I, I think, you know, there are certainly places here that get weird. And I... Um, and... Yeah, no, uh, Felicity is allowing for this situation and she's fostering that situation. So I don't yeah. know. We are, I know people seem to be reticent about holding Felicity's feet to the fire, but we're doing it. Yeah. I mean, I think if we're going to call Ben out for going out to see Avery, we have to call Noel out for making the breakup kit and vice versa. And, you know, whether it's willful ignorance or actual ignorance or, you know, um, before this, Felicity is, uh, she's hurting, she's hurting Noel. Mm-hmm. And um, she would like there to be a world in which they can have this dynamic and it doesn't hurt him. And 
that world does not exist, but she, as you've said, is like, she wants to live in it anyway. And so she's going to try her darndest. And yeah. that, that type of um, denial, it's, it's not good. It's not yeah. a good thing. Yeah. So true. Well, Fish, it's time for us to rate this episode. Uh, did you want to go first on this? I can go first on this one. Okay. Um, yeah, as I said, this one kind of snuck up on me because, you know, not that much happens in it, I guess, in terms of, you know, Javier's fine. <laughs> um, you know, nobody's traveling anywhere. Um, nobody gets shot. And yet, I feel like every character in this opens up and most of them mess up at some point during this episode and then also redeem themselves by opening up and being vulnerable and being honest. And I get that you don't think Felicity was necessarily doing that. And I, I can see your point there. I do think her repeated just, you know, hearing from Javier, which she did. And I think, I, I hope she's taking it to heart. And maybe I was just reading too much into that. Um, we'll have to see in the next couple of episodes. Uh, but her, like, I can't take the job to me at the end was her really actually setting a boundary um it was like you know i have made my choice and so again as i said maybe that i read too much into that so maybe i could have done a you're the worst felicity but i feel like i've already said all the things for that but this episode just felt really satisfying to me. I think the dialogue was great. I think there were a number of shots and scenes that I really appreciated. Um, and I just felt at the end of it that there was, I don't know, it, it felt like an episode that gave me a bunch of payoff. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that's what they were going for, but I really felt that I got it. So for me, this one is a 10 out of 10 gloves. What? I know. Wow. You. This was one of the best episodes for me. I, I loved it. Okay. Well, there you have it. Um, 10 out of 10 gloves from Fish. Now, I chose to rate this one in the unit of giant valves of course um <laughs> valvy howards how many valvy howards are we going to get <laughs> eight out of ten um okay. all right so i just i guess uh this is one that i rated in comparison to the last couple of episodes and 
I, for me, the last couple of episodes were stronger, so I didn't feel like I could rate them as high. And those were 9.1 and 8.9 respectively. I think about this episode and I think it's, it's, it's moving, it's kicking the can a little bit. Like it's, we're getting, uh, we're, we're sitting, I like that we're really sitting in the pocket of these relationships that we're exploring everybody's individual feelings on things. I like that um, most non-Molly and non-Richard characters are really getting a chance to be thoughtful and introspective and have some growth and some challenge to their thoughts. Um, but I also think that in the context, uh, so I think that this, episode reads very satisfying for you in ways that it doesn't for me because I know where we're headed and so um I like some of the things that Noel says by the end but we're gonna try to undo that right quick I like that some of the things (laughs) that Felicity seems to be realizing but we're gonna undo that right quick I think that we're going to maintain some tensions here that seem like they're being resolved or at least not resolved, but like we're going to come to a, an agreement on how we're going to deal with them in this episode. And we're just going to do away with that right quick. So when I think about what this episode actually does, it doesn't strike me as like a really momentous, memorable episode in the way that there are some scenes from other episodes that really like the visual of it really hits me. Um, because I think those get bumped up because you have a sense of location, a sense of space, a sense of Felicity driving out to Southampton to have this big speech. And, you know, like there are these moments that I think help with the previous episodes that for me, this one just sort of blends a little bit more, but it's very strong. And so I wanted a rating here that felt strong, but not stand out. Um, what which what did you rate the breakup kit? I thought you were like I a put 9. that as a nine point one. Okay. And that one is an episode for me. I didn't want to put it at a ten because I thought about my other tens and I didn't think it was quite there. But um, there's for me, there's no mistaking the breakup kit. Like, you know, if you say, if you say the breakup kit to me, I know where we are in the story um, very clearly. And so it brings back a real sense for me of like, what's, what's going on, what I'm feeling. Um, It makes me feel for Noel. It makes me feel for Felicity. It makes me feel for Ben in a really strong way. And this feels like, yeah, continued angst. This is the problem. (laughs) we've been having for a long time and it's just another version of it with like a slightly different day-to-day activity of the same problem that's so unfortunate because it does seem like everyone opened up and there was resolution and boundaries and the fact that they're just going to walk all that back is very upsetting yeah i think i mean you know i i guess i felt like and it surprised me that I felt, um, well, I don't know. I think that they they did a pretty good job of going there with us in the last episode where there's like, 
those really open fights happening and people are really saying what's on their mind, at least with the Felicity Ben Knoll trio. Um, and like seeing Avery get the fi- the boot finally. Um, I For me, it felt like there was a lot of honesty in the last couple episodes and especially the last one as well. It's just, yeah, I mean, I, I'm just... I, I I do think that the difference in rating here comes from what I know is coming up where you don't have that to work with. Yeah. Um, because I do think if I'm, if I'm looking at the null speech at the end of this episode, that would rate higher for me if I thought that were his final answer. <laughs> um, yeah. It's not. So... In fact, well, I don't know. We're going to see them start to walk it back next episode. So, like. Awesome. <laughs> Last yeah. less than an episode. Yeah. Um, right. Is is what? all of season four going to be this? No. But. They haven't squeezed every last drop out of <laughs> this, like. Ben versus Noel debate right now. And um, yeah. So I bring that in with me. Um, I think it takes a little bit of the punch out of Noel saying we're done. If he, if you know, we're not done. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, that is, that but is I love that he fair. said it and I want him to say it and I want him to be done. I just don't want him to do it in that jean jacket. Yeah. Well, I know. Hey, the good news is maybe you'll get future opportunities to get an I'm done. I can't remember how it works. <laughs> You're like, how many times does this guy? I mean, I don't know. I can't really remember how it works. And I can't promise he's not wearing a jean jacket. I have no promises to make to you, Fish. Not a single one. Um, that's it. Eight out of ten giant valves. Ten out of ten gloves. I'm blown away. This is a ten for you. I'm very happy. Um, your tens I mean, are in the funniest places. Look, hey, we had a valve. We had uh, the hottest scene of the entire series so far. I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, when I look back on this series, that scene is going to be one I remember, along with Ben on the Ducati you know, I mean, I, I've already forgotten the name of this episode, so that's not going to help with anything. But <laughs> right, um, but when I think back on scenes, I'm going to remember that one is going to be there. I mean, I will say, as much as I said that this doesn't have like a real like visual memory for me, the the turning of the valve. I've been looking right. forward to that for a while. Okay. Yeah. That goes without saying, but Fair although enough. I actually spent a long time talking about it, but <laughs> I mean, it goes with much saying. Yeah, it went with a lot of saying. <laughs> um... But also the scene where where Noel closes his eyes in the bathroom is going to stick with me. I mean, the, those scenes are as memorable to me, I think, as the scene where Ben is watching molly across uh across the street talking to james 
I mean, these are scenes that I am going to remember. Am I going to remember, like, the shoebox or necessarily that it was beef stew? Maybe not. Um, I'm going to remember that house, though. That was, a, mm-hmm. that was a very impressive house. Yeah. Um, it's just occurring to me, because Lawrence Trilling did the one with the Molly James scene, right? Mm-hmm. I so like maybe, him. Maybe I he mean, likes I a good montage. That... Oh, that's, Yeah. Could be. Right? Because I, I think yeah. we've, we've been seeing a bit of that. I'm just, um, I was just looking up to see who did Marzipan Boxers. Uh, no, that wasn't, <laughs> that wasn't Lawrence Trilling. Okay. Let me try, though. Uh, I was hoping that there would be a through line there. But Lawrence Trilling did the fugue. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Um, well, I don't know. Well, I was looking through for the through line, and I just wanted to think about the Mars and Pan boxers. Okay, so I mean, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Sadly, eating the head of the Mars. There are just things that are going to stay with us. The dead rabbit scene. Yeah. I mean, this this is going to change our way of watching this show oh, forever. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Well, folks, we've told you what we think, but we want to know what you think we are in a post avery era right mm-hmm. now okay uh it's in fact it's raining men not avery's i mean and... some would say it's raining water and this was a poorly titled show sure sure okay um i i feel your pain uh <laughs> but we want to know what you're thinking audience so send us your feedback tell us what you think share your share do you hate Molly as much as fish? I don't know. Do you, where, where are you stand with all the stuff that's happening? How are you feeling about DeForest? Tell us your, your cold takes, your hot takes, all of it, your rainy takes. We don't know. Um, write to us at the Melissa fish at gmail.com. That's Melissa with one L two S's the Melissa fish at gmail.com. I couldn't help but think that sometimes I just talk you know like when i was inviting them all the things they could share i don't even know what i'm saying half the time guys but we want to know what you think um so also if you want to get into the conversation with other felicity fans you could actually do that and how do you do it you ask you go to at felicity podcast find us on instagram lots of fun people big fans of the show talking about felicity there be part of the conversation and if you want to know when we drop our next podcast or when we drop any podcasts, you can sign up for our newsletter. Check your show notes wherever you're listening to this podcast and you will see a link to sign up for our newsletter there. And last but not least, while you're doing that, go see if you're, wherever you're listening to this allows you to rate or review this episode or this podcast in general. Why? Because there are other people who enjoy the show, Felicity, who don't even know that this podcast exists, but they could if you rate or review it and they could find out what it's all about. So that's, that's the move. So, um, fish next episode is called the last summer ever. Oh, what do you think is happening? And I, I feel like we've given you some advantages. Yeah. I mean, you have spoiled a couple of things for me. So, uh summer huh well i guess they uh the noel graduates 
since he did refill the TP. And, um, gosh, is this the last episode? Yes. The second to last. This, so this is the season finale. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then, I mean, Felicity's going to have to figure out what she's doing for the summer. And it's not going to be Boulder. It's not going to be Boulder, which I'm like still crying inside about. It's painful. I know you um, had your heart set I on mean, it. It really was like yeah. everything. Uh, I should have taken points off for that. Um, <laughs> so, you know, last summer ever, um, I mean, we know that Noel's already going to start walking all his stuff back. So, and we know Ruby's baby showed up. I mean, what the, they waited until the finale? Um, I mean, you said she showed up at some point in the season. You did not tell me it was the last episode of the season. So I had to guess that Ruby's baby was showing up for every episode. <laughs> I'm just realizing how funny that is now. <laughs> when I spoil you, is it a favor or is it a crime? I think it's a crime, but also one that you should not be jailed for. You should be rewarded. <laughs> um, Sometimes it makes it so. I just, I just, I when I think to myself, should I spoil fish on this? I think about how much you would squirm and how much I want you to squirm and how much I want everybody to hear it. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my how God. I make these judgment calls. It's uh <laughs> we're we're friends. Yeah. We love each other. Um it's been so the Ruby... running bit of the season and you didn't even know it. I didn't. No, I did not. What the hell? Um so Ruby's baby comes back with Ruby and convinces Noel to stay in New York. Um, where he will somehow continue to pursue Felicity, which is going to be very sad for everyone. And then Ben is going to get his hero complex on and get a little too close to Ruby and the baby. And, um, and then Felicity is going to run to Noel in the wake of that. And then she's going to have to make a decision about what to do for the summer, whether to stay with her friend Noel in New York or travel to Boulder with Ben and Ruby and her baby, because that's where they're going to be. Hey, it's my, it is my thing. And if I want Boulder in it, I'm going to pretend Boulder's in it until next week. Yeah. Um, what a journey yeah. you've gone on there. Yep. Yeah. I think uh I think this is what happens episode. when I don't get to don't get to rehearse things. This is what yeah. I, this is my thought process. That's my favorite thing. <laughs> uh I just enjoy this is this is what we all want to see. We want the fresh takes, the the stream of conscience. Look, yeah. half the time I'm saying stuff I don't even know what's coming out of my mouth. All right. So like you were very coherent just then. I love it. Was I, was I really, yeah. um, 
Yeah, so definitely listen to this podcast that Melissa doesn't know she's doing. And um, and yeah. I just sort of make up. It's great. And tell other people about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and if it ever goes wrong, we can just blame Valve E. Howard. That's true. I mean... I can't tell. I mean, you love him so much. It seems like you're trying to make him. Like but he messes a, with time. Yeah, you know, he it's does. Like, it's a superpower, and also you could just bring it all back to that if you want. Yeah, I mean, I can't tell if you think he's sort of like a trickster, like a like a lovable trickster valve that that sometimes he mucks things up, but you're still just obsessed with him. Yeah, I mean, I just, I love the power oh. that he had in this episode, the way he really brought people together. Got it. For them to then be torn apart when they weren't in his context anymore. Um, you right. know, I just, it's I fair. love that he's kind of been wearing an invisible cloak for the entire mm. show. Well, maybe. We're not sure. Hard to say, guys. We need your feedback yeah. on this. That's another reason to write the MelissaFish at gmail.com. Yeah. Um, all right. Like well, really falling apart at the end here. It's okay. <laughs> we'll eventually roll around to an end. So the last summer ever, that's where we head next. I feel like, I feel like it'll blow your mind. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. They got a lot of big stuff Ooh. happening. It is a finale. Um, it is a finale. That is true. I am ready. I am ready for it. I don't know. I mean, I think compared to the, I want to say compared to the season two finale, I think it kind of has more of a bang to it. The season two finale, my biggest image of that is like Felicity on the roof pining for Ben, but having a summer alone. You know, like I, it's like, okay. Yeah, we what didn't did that see tell us, that really? the same though. I saw her as taking on her own independence and like it being a really big step forward. But as I have learned, Felicity <laughs> does not actually ever learn anything. Well, so they give you these moments and then they just take them away. But I also think in the context of a finale, was that like a must watch first episode of season three to see how this ends sort of a thing? No, it wasn't a cliffhanger. No. Um, I want to say at the, I think at the end of this season finale, you'll feel you'll feel like whoa let's watch first episode of season four is what i want to say um okay i don't know i think i think there's some moments there that'll be like i don't want to say it's the same type of cliffhanger that we saw in season one i mean that was like God, i mean do, does she say go to berlin with noel or you know road trip with ben like i i think that was the most cliffhanger of all cliffhangers but Season two felt like they thought, oh, I don't know if we're coming back for season no. three. No. <laughs> Let's make people okay. feel okay about this. Season three, okay. I think they're like setting up for more. Okay. I don't know. Well, I am looking forward to it. Yeah. Well, just as you all start thinking like, will they ever end? <laughs> <laughs> I think well, they've been podcast, thinking that for a while. For season three, episode 16, will it ever come to a conclusion? It, are we in an alternate time space? 
where we're having counseling sessions every three days or one week apart, but Melissa and Fish are still at Dean and DeLuca <laughs> having the same conversation. I don't know, guys, but we'll, I guess we'll sort that out. Um, anything else we have to cover here, Fish? I, I can't, I, I can't imagine. That's I, hard to imagine. Yeah. yeah. Well, until next time, Fish, don't hook up with Ben while I'm gone. I'm a fish. Bye. Bye, everyone.